0: Holman, I'm not sure that uh, our audience will be able to hear the crowd and the noise that's in the uh, the room next to us, actually, in the photo cove.
1: Yeah, so it turns out that we pushed back our recording schedule because your lovely wife uh, had a procedure and Mm -hmm. you had to be a uh, stay-at-home husband for a few days and take care of her. Which I'm not good at, turns out. Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. I figured she would have <laughs> called me. And uh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we're here on a non uh, non-standard recording day.
0: Yeah. So uh, this is you know it's the Motor Trend headquarters, yep. and they have these huge uh, both photo coves. Yep. And they have recording studios for yep. video, et cetera. And there is a group of a hundred people out in just on the other side of our wall. And
1: there's a bunch of cars that are pretty cool that we can't talk about. And when we walked up, we went through. You know, we have to key card in the building. We have to key card through a door and then get a key to where the studio is. And they so. all
0: had yeah. closed set yeah. signs.
1: Closed set. Close, here we come walking in and the entire room
0: looked at us like, who the hell are these guys? just walking in. So. Like, hey, dude, we, I mean, how, how are we going to get to our studio? We've got to yeah. walk right through the mess. That's Although hard. they did have a cool catering setup. So yeah. we may have to pause at some point. Yeah. And, and you're going to go get cookies, I'm going to get, yeah, those oh, chocolate chip cookies man.
1: look pretty good. Well, so we have to make nice with them. They already asked me, hey, what happens if we start up a car? I'm like. Uh, text us and let us know, and we'll pause, unless the car's really cool, yeah. then we'll just let it go, because we want to hear it.
0: Yeah, that one that's sitting outside, I don't know if we can talk about, but that yeah. was that's
1: thats pretty cool. And then the, see the orange one in the cove? No. The 760 horsepower one in the cove? No. Yeah. All right, one, when we start that one up, we'll probably want to hear I that. I may have
0: to take a bathroom break later. Yeah, yeah, sure you do. So there is so much to get to on this episode of the Churchill Show Podcast. You mean episode I 98? Oh yeah, two away from the hundo.
1: Yeah. So speaking of that, <laughs> we got we have to uh, help and uh, encourage our uh, our listeners because I, I posted something on social and said, "Hey guys, you I've probably had twenty or thirty emails from either DMs, email, social, where people said, 100 is coming up. What are you guys going to do?' Well, technically, we've already done a hundred because we have our bonus episodes, right? So not counting those, but the official one hundred is coming." We are far too busy to figure out what to do for the 100th. I know we talked to Finnegan a little bit about it and and all that. What we'd like for our listeners to do is tell us your favorite moments. Email us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on social, at truckshowpodcast. Let us know your favorite moments. And if you have a, I don't know, a soul or a heart at all, put the timestamp in your email of where that happened. Because what we want to do is maybe go through our top 10 best moments of the last
0: 100 episodes as as part of our podcast. our 100th celebration, I guess, right? That'd be great. And if you don't have access to email, maybe you're on the job site this week or something, you can always just leave a message on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. What That's was that number again? 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star.
2: Five-star. Five-star. Hotline.
0: Okay, on this show, we are talking what everyone's talking about, the Tesla Cybertruck. You have a lot to share. You have inside knowledge that I don't think anybody what? knows about. Right? Um, we are checking in with Duramax Rhino. He, my friend, has more than a quarter million subscribers on YouTube. That's pretty crazy. And he's he's such a such a cool guy. I've uh, gotten to know him over the last couple weeks. And we're checking in with Joshua, and I'm going to screw up his last name, so we're going to have to get some clarification on that. <laughs> it's like Mazzaroli or something, or Maseroli. Uh, We need to talk to him about his Facebook profile.
1: We do that, too, but he owns
0: Vague Industries. But what does this mean to you? He's throwing a super rad event that I think you're going to find fascinating. It's coming up early next year in Arizona, and anyone's invited. Before we get started, we have to thank Nissan. Absolutely. So if you're
1: looking for a half-ton truck, check out the 2019 Nissan Titan and Titan XD. Head on over to your Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com. For the truck industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles, those super-comfortable zero-gravity seats, and that Fender
0: audio system. Why do they call them zero-gravity, by the way? Uh, it was. A, you feel like your butt is floating on air? Yeah, so it
1: was actually technology uh, that was used by NASA to basically make comfortable seats in spaceflight mm-hmm. so that n- there weren't any pressure points. And so the seats are designed so it's that you It's so you're,
0: funny. We bitch and moan about you know doing yeah. like a 500-mile. They have to go for weeks on yeah, end right. and <laughs> sit in that seat. So,
1: so basically, it—, it was designed or engineered so that your body wasn't sitting on any one pressure point. It's evenly distributed, and that's what makes those seats co- so comfortable. Nissan went in, took that technology, and designed this, the uh, seats so that they spread that your body load, even guys like us, this evenly. Not, right, which <laughs> <laughs> is hard to do. It's not just the bottom, the seat cushion, but it's also the, the, the back. The whole seat, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Nissan's known for their uh, zero-gravity seats. You can get them in a lot of products,
0: but you can get them in the Titan and Titan XD. And then, of course, we can't forget our friends over at DECT. Decked, and hopefully because you're listening to this show, you do have a pickup truck, and that means you've got an open bed and room for a decked system. It is a a really fascinatingly well fascinatingly. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a word. Do we don't, uh, send that to the judges?
2: Yeah,
0: uh, they say. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no not, fascinating. A word, not a word. Okay, okay all, all, right, right. Right, right. all right. So it is a really well designed. Fascinatingly well designed. Fascinatingly well designed. <laughs> Is it also utilitous? Uh, <laughs> by, by the way,
1: when Utilitas? I was at Truckin' Magazine in like 2003, mm-hmm. we had this uh, this bet amongst staffers of who could invent words. And so, of course, if your word gets published, it's a real word, right? Got past the copy editors? It published where? Uh, in truck and magazine, right? Oh, so I see, we would try to sneak words into <laughs> our manuscripts. Oh, that's great. And so I snuck in utilitas. So to do, to this day, I own utilitus. Oh, okay. That's so a word.
0: I take that buzzer back and now you get right, Utilitist. All right. So <laughs> this is the the deck system is uh it it really is wonderful because it's sliding drawer system that we've talked about our Texas ball bearings, right? Super buttery smooth, but you can put two thousand pounds on the deck. So not only do you have these drawers, but you can put your your ATV. Well, don't forget, it's wh- weatherproof and it's lockable and it's dustproof and uh, just super damn
1: convenient for organizing your life. The damn thing's made out of recycled plastic bags. Is that like, what it is? Yes. Are you I sure? Mean, yes. It's I not am sure. uh, made of uh, unobtainium?
0: No. By no. the way, is that also a word? Uh, well, Oakley has owned that for since like the late 80s. All right, I should get Un- a ding on that then. No, yeah. no buzzer on that yeah, one? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. All right. Unobtainium. Well, it's kind of a word. It has been published, but it's not art. So here's I don't the deal.
1: If, uh, if you're in need of a truck, see Nissan. If you're in need of organization in your life, see DECT. Decked. Uh, decked.com, NissanUSA.com. On those notes, support our sponsors
0: and start the show.
2: Let's do it! The Truck Show.
0: We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with Truck show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman just occurs to me that there's people on the clothes set outside the yep. room. and we're singing, singing and they have no idea <laughs> i mean we have some
1: sound tiles on the wall but the uh, the it, this is not a soundproof room no, by any means no i have a feeling that we are louder
0: than they are Oh, probably they're probably going. What is going on in there? <laughs> and why did they only just sing a part of a song? Yeah, like just and a jingle out of or tune because they can't hear it because the rest of it is right. in our in our
1: headphones. All right. no, what we should do is we need like uh, big EV or whatever uh, outdoor speakers outside the, the studio. So when we're in here, people out there can listen to Some our giant JBL, just, just giant, that. just blasting
0: sound in the photo studio so they remember we're here. Not a bad idea, but I think it would kind of come back into our studio because our our soundproofing is not all that good. No, because I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want so you to let's start the show off with this guy right here this is uh, a friend of mine has been listening to the show since episode one why uh I think out of guilt guilt (laughs) yeah guilt just supporting Was he like uh
1: just moral support he goes hey dude I don't really like the show
0: but I like you and I want to here's the thing he texted me this morning and he said um I'm at the LA Auto Show okay and I need to talk to you okay and I don't know why and All I said, right. what's up? I, and he says, no, you got to put me on the air. All right. And I'm he did dialing. Explain, yeah. dialing. So Sean Moore. Yes. Dial up. I don't have an intro because I don't know what he's talking about. That's the problem. Hello? Mr. Sean Moore, it's Lightning at Home and Truck Show Podcast. What's up, dude? Uh, uh,
3: doing well. Why are you guys calling? <laughs> well, why, because, why are, yeah, why are we calling? Because you texted <laughs> yeah. me
0: this morning and said, hey, I need to talk to you on the show. And I said why and you were very vague about it i also
3: said why oh it was probably because i'm standing in the mini cooper booth here at the la auto show and uh no probably not
1: how dare you how dare you were you gonna update me on mini coopers by the way they do have a butch uh, mini cooper countryman there
3: the new gp is is a beast though the uh, mini cooper gp um, from john the guy that john John cooper works Yes.
0: Not that I would know cuz how would I know? Right, how would
3: you know? Yeah. What do we call I no, talking about. No, I called to you, about? you earlier cuz I had the winning lottery numbers and you missed
1: it. <laughs> Story of his life. So,
3: no, I, I I might have something for you on the side of my yard. It's it's about 3 feet deep in mud cuz of the last rain, but um Is it a you mini might truck? a mini Cooper to dig it out of it.
0: No, seriously, what are you talking about? Cuz I, I was at your house and there's nothing in mud. You don't have any mud on your side yard. So what do you have? It's it's
3: all concrete. Yeah. I've got a I've got Jimmy a 56 Long bed, Chevy truck. For, I, I, hear, I hear on the streets that you have a truck show. <laughs> it's called The Truck Show.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh-huh. You
3: have a convertible midlife crisis vehicle. I'm not going to name what it is. And <laughs> Mercedes SL. Sorry.
1: I was allergic to pretentious a-holes.
3: Hey, what? No way, dude. It's got a supercharger. It's a 66 Chevy truck. Brand new crate motor in it. Long bed. Jalopy. But Nothing would fit you better than this white trash vehicle.
1: So, but I feel like it might be too white trash for him because he's Mr. Farkle. Now, wait a minute. What are uh, you I saying? Know he,
3: can, he can bedazzle it, though. Hold He'll on, put, Sean. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, okay. stop, stop.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So, you're at the LA Auto Show. See, look at his face us. right now. He's super confused. You're calling me to tell me, are you what? Are you selling me this truck? I don't understand.
3: Well, I texted you earlier for you to call me when you guys are doing the show because I wanted to give you this truck. I feel sorry that you're so low to the ground in that Mini Cooper, <laughs> I wanted to give you this 1966 beast of a truck. Really? Are really. you being serious? I am dead serious. Are you
1: trying to make my man lightning whole and uh, credible and uh,
3: authentic? This, by... this is not going to do it. The <laughs> truck, he needs a lot more to fulfill his manhood. So, wait. This truck's going to be on the right path. So,
0: I don't I don't understand. Are you going to let me borrow this? Or what are we what are we talking here?
3: I am going to give you this for $1. You're buying this vehicle for $1 to get your manhood back. You know how much respect you're going to get on the street? I'm I'm in
0: shock right now. Are you Hold on. Are you actually going to sell me this truck for a buck? $1. And you're going to give me the pink you, a pink slip, yes. So hold on a second, because right. you're texting me these photos right uh, now. I hold on, I'm looking at the truck. I'm looking at it right now, dude. That thing's way cooler than anything you deserve. So Holman,
1: describe this truck. It, well, it's so a, Holman
3: needs it then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wait a minute, you can't eat give it. Wait, well, wait. Then I have extra manhood. Dude, I haven't got a dollar yet. I just got a Venmo dollar from Holman. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do.
1: All right, here's the deal. Long bed, 66. Awesome patina. Looks like uh, it's got a little bit of rust uh, down the quarters and bottom of the A-pillar and all the places you'd expect rust on a truck like that. It has uh, It's an 8-lug truck, so it's a, uh, I guess that would be a one-ton from back then. It has full-floating rear axles. It has looks like it's two-wheel drive, and it's got the awesome like uh, stamped steel star wheels that were uh, chrome at one point but now have a nice uh, layer it's of rust. they not off a trailer? Yeah, they might be off a trailer <laughs> except they're 8-lug, so I'm not sure. And uh, it has the original... California, black, uh, yellow, and black license plate. Not the repop from today. The original one, and it is also rusty.
2: So
3: <laughs> it is. Uh, it, fits, it fits you very well, Jay. I'm gonna go on offer up and get you a lawnmower to put in the back. <laughs> I want you to get a little side hustle going so you can fix this bad boy up.
1: So I'm looking at the engine. It looks like what is that? 350. It's got a nice, uh, good wrench uh, decal on the valve cover, and it's a, uh, a reman GM 350 bitching and, and what what's the trans that's behind it is it uh it's a 400 all right turbo 400 look at damn. you damn does it run well, i don't if we put a battery in it, it and fresh gas would it
3: run it's been sitting for a year you can turn the key it'll fire right off an idle. okay that's what we need to do that's our next it's thing beautiful i will donate a
1: dollar to my man lightning here because <laughs> i want him yeah, to regain his it. manhood so is this you basically this was either going to uh, cars for kids or lightning for a dollar
0: Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love to be a charity case. You stole from the kids. Oh, so, you rotten bastard. It's only a buck. But I mean, they could just sell another kid. Ca- well, he would have uh, gotten
1: a $1,000 write right off on that.
0: So, wait a minute. All right. So, what if we I'm if, just in shock here. If if this is legit. Now, now, Sean, you've got a lot of vehicles. Yeah, too many to count. So, I'd say
3: probably in the 40s. So, he doesn't need easy this for one. you to part with? It's easy. It's going to be in the family still.
0: Okay.
1: And it's going to be uh emblazoned with uh, Truck Show podcast stickers for sure. And uh, I think we need to go down there. We need to get the look on Lightning's face for the very first time when the side gate opens up and the truck is revealed. I think what we should do is we should do it at night. We'll put a bunch of lights behind it <laughs> and then like a fog <laughs> machine, and then that way it looks way better than it does in
0: these pictures. The big reveal. But I think you need a patina Chevy in your life. I don't know what to say. I'm I'm really excited about this opportunity. And it's if a big this window. This is really going to happen. But it's are, a big window. We, hold on. Uh, but are we going to hang up? I was scared.
3: I kind of put you on the spot. Wanting you to call me from the, from the podcast. We're doing it. Scared you didn't want to take it. No, we're doing it. So now I'm putting you on the spot to take it, for the dollar, and make this thing work.
1: I'm I'm excited. Let me see those photos. I'm actually disappointed that you'll have a running '60s truck before
0: I will. Oh my god. Which doesn't seem fair. This is, this is crazy. I've never owned anything like this. I know it's way too
1: I cool totally for you. I'm glad
3: Every... I had it. I mowed the lawn, and,
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> and it revealed itself uh, behind. You know what's funny though is I'm looking at wow. the truck, and you know how our friend Lightning here is a little bougie, right? He likes the finer Bougie. Thing. He likes to fight the finer a bit.
0: Wait a minute, you're driving the brand new Ram. Uh, That's part of my job. Freaking Sean's got a Mercedes. Yeah, the whole it's, all, thing. Good. Like, it's yeah. all good. All right, here's the deal. Wait, ra- wait, 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 wait. Wait, your, wait, your wife's uh, driving. You're a driving a Mercedes. Mercedes too. Yeah, but
3: he's got a range. Like, don't just you have a Mercedes. You have
1: a Mercedes convertible and a Mini Cooper. We have to make you. Are you
3: you could have you left the convertible out. That took his manhood. Now, <laughs> wait, are, are you...
1: <sighs> and it's got a tan interior and it's white. I'm like, how much more old man can you get?
0: look at me, I'm lightning! Yes. But
1: here's what's funny is I'm looking at the pictures you sent, Sean, and what I'm seeing is that truck has the same amount of patina as our man lightning does. Oh, what a dick. Oh, for sure. <laughs> what a dick. Some you guys <laughs> you guys need to uh, become one with the earth together or something like that. <laughs> We're both going to die I, the same I feel, day. I feel like Sean is giving us an opportunity to save you Mm-hmm. And save this truck before either one of you return to the <laughs> earth.
3: I, I'm just trying to save the, the truck show podcast because all this street cred that he lost with that mini.
1: <laughs> uh t- it, Sean, does it make it better that I picked him up in a pickup truck today and he rode to the studio in a truck? Does that help? It's it makes it better. <laughs>
0: but what, I, I work at a, at a company that develops nothing but parts for trucks, and I drive the trucks around every That's day. That's because you needed That's a
1: job. You would have taken a job in the janitorial service. Oh,
0: come on now. And I'm really excited Sorry. and nervous about we this haven't, truck. We haven't asked you. Are you going to do it? Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, what's Brandy okay. going to say? She's going to hate it. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's going to freaking hate it. Do you it? have a place to put it so she doesn't uh, although, know Hold on. I, wait a minute. I don't know if she'll hate it. Like, she... Does find she loves she may want to drive around in there? I'm not a country music fan, she is, and that might, might, uh, that
1: thing needs spark a old sweaty piece of boots just sitting on the floorboard, yeah, covering up that hole. It needs <laughs> a shotgun
3: rack. I'll send you the link from Amazon for a shotgun rack. Okay, all right, I like that. All right, we
1: will, uh, can we sweeten the offer? I don't, I don't want to sell past the clothes here, but we're willing to uh, give you not only a shiny, crisp George Washington, but also a truck show podcast t shirt. And a sticker in two colors. <laughs>
0: That's gonna hurt because I've been Soul. promising a T-shirt to him for like months. But I—this I, is me promising
1: him. Oh, okay. He's
3: already—you've
0: already proven yeah. to be unreliable. All Hallman oh.
3: comes through. I mean, his, <laughs> his vehicles make
0: it. Well, this will end my no truck having. Well, streak.
1: I was going to say the only thing I have a problem with here is Sean is taking out half the stick of the show. Yeah, and uh, I will be exposed for the unfunny bastard that I am. <laughs> <laughs> we'll no longer have the lightning
0: has no truck crutch. I, this is going to be interesting. You
3: know what? Yeah. What are you guys going to move on to now that Jay has a truck? What is the next? Well, here's what I'm thinking. Step.
1: This is episode 98. Maybe as part of episode 100, Jay gets a truck. And then we will go for episode 100 and record that thing firing up and him driving it for the very first time or seeing it for the very well, first
0: time. Well, hold on. But we're going to mislead new listeners into thinking I've never owned a truck before. I've owned many trucks. Don't, I just no, have gone
1: no. the last nine Listen, months without one. All of our new listeners go to the back catalog. Once they hear us, they go, oh, these guys are funny. We're going to start at number one. Right, guys? Yeah, thank you. I how, sure. long is the truck, how
3: long has the Truck Show podcast been going?
1: Uh, almost two years. A little short of two years.
3: And... So nine months of those two years, Jay has not had
0: a truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that is accurate.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so I'm gonna take you up on this. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get the dollar from Holman and then I'm gonna bring it to Wait, you. Wait, hold on, hold on. Everybody, pause one yeah? second here. Okay. All right, I. Uh... Yep, he's getting his wallet out. Look, what is this? Oh, a crisp one dollar
1: bill. This is actually a brand new one dollar bill. That a brand new? What cr- year is it, I, uh, may I ask? Well, okay, it's a Series 2013, but it clearly has not been in circulation. Okay, well, that's not new. It's very cr- – well, I'm going to
3: give you a brand new 66 Chevy truck. <laughs> uh, my, dollar, my dollar
1: is older. 2013. Let's see. My, my dollar is not as old as your truck is. I'm looking in here. Uh, no, my other dollar that I have is uh, – that's going to the vending machine. that's, uh, Wait, that's coming out of your wallet? It is. Norman? He's in his brown
0: Wait, leather wallet did, right because I don't trust Because
1: I don't trust Jay to
0: follow through with this, so I'm handing him this dollar Wait right now. Why would I not follow through? With the guy's giving me a truck for I, a buck. Why would look, I not give at,
1: him a dollar? Look yes? at me. Every, I, want, yes. I want you to look at me when I announce this to the entire world right now. Merry Christmas.
3: <laughs> as he hands oh, me the
2: dollar I
1: just bought you a truck my friend <laughs> Wait, because now that I've bought
0: you a truck I can go
1: well you wouldn't have had a truck without <laughs> me
0: <laughs> alright well I like this uh, the sinew here I, I got two friends hooking me up with a truck this is great alright wow I feel like it's my birthday. All right, at any
3: at any point when Jay misbehaves, are you going to take the truck back? He can't. Oh, no, will, it's going yeah, re- in my name. I, I
0: full on repo that
1: thing. No, I want this sucker in my name. It's going to have
3: both names on it now. <laughs> Actually, we want all three. No, and we're it, not doing a shared title. And it, and
1: it'll say it won't be or it'll be and it'll be Jay <laughs> and Sean and Sean. That way, all it, three of we us have to go to AAA. Up, yeah. I'm taking
3: the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. All right. Re- well, I appreciate that. So
0: I guess I'll follow up with you uh, after we're done with the show.
1: Well, I am going to say that until you have the keys and have presented that dollar that I've given you to our friend, Sean Moore, uh, I am basically still going to make fun of you for not having a truck because you won't have one until this is complete. I'm going to have to close the
0: well, deal real quick. Get
1: I, I it in, so.
3: Holman. Get it in now. All right. <laughs> we're going to do it.
0: All right, brother. Man, that was awesome. Appreciate it. All right, that. fellas. All right. Well, thank you very much. Not sure exactly what to say other than uh, yeah. I'll get you this buck, and uh, I would say I'd buy a beer, but he doesn't drink, so I can't really. Uh, Dr. Yeah, on Thursdays Chili I dogs? like the
3: front yard mode, and then on uh, you can do the backyard on Saturdays. It's a bad connection.
0: I think it's uh, <laughs> oh. you. Oh, can't 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 hear you any longer. <laughs> All, right, All right, so right. Let's talk to you later. All right. All right thanks, thanks, buddy. Have fun yeah. at the show. All right. Bye. He was Dude, calling in from the LA Auto Show to give me a truck.
1: Dude. No, no, I, I gave you the truck. No, you did. Well, you I, I, I the, bought, I you bought gave, your truck for you. You were the facilitator. I was the facilitator. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I just want to make sure because I know
1: you don't carry a lot of cash, and I happen to have a dollar. Let's just make sure that this dollar goes to the right home. Wow. And what are we going to do? Like, I'm truly speechless if he, if he's serious about this. He's totally serious
0: about this. This is a whole hmm. thing.
1: Now, I mean, do you look we, at, not, you're, you're literally I, like, I, you no, don't know what to do. I don't know
0: what to say. Are, are, do we take this to. Mexico? Take, no, do we take gambler. this truck to the gambler? Yeah, sure, or do we? Are we still doing the mini thing? I, I still I have know. to do a lowered mini to the gambler, uh, mini truck, not yeah. mini cooper. Mini, yeah, mini <laughs> truck, of course.
1: <laughs> I don't know. There's uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Oh I my, think we need yeah. to marinate on this, but uh, but. You know, I need to go- uh, We're going to circle back. I We've need got to... other guests we got to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I apologize, guys. It really took me He almost back. has a tear in his eye. It's like he's, he's literally speechless, which isn't often for my man well, lightning he says, here.
0: Because he said this whole time, I'm at the LA Auto Show. I need to talk to you. So I had in my head that he was going to give us a review. A review of, of something. Something. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Sure. He's a super like crazy car. He's not joking about- 40 cars. 40 cars. Yes. I mean, huh. I I wish I had more friends like that. Yeah. Well, you do now. I do now. Well, you know,
1: (laughs) maybe if I can help make this deal happen, he'll remember me in the future for when he has the
0: McLaren he needs to offload. Okay, well, we'll circle back to this, Uh, guys. It looks like Lightning may have a 1966 Chevy. Oh, you know, we didn't ask him
1: what the uh, history behind it was. How did he get it? I we'll mean, do we'll, we'll do this. All right. When when we go and we do the reveal. All right. We're gonna go to his house. We're, he lives local, right? Yeah. He's in Long Beach. Oh, perfect. So we're gonna bring the recorder. Yeah. And then we're gonna talk to him about how he came, you know, to find this truck or came to own it, what the backstory is, and uh, we'll install your shotgun rack the same day we fire it up for the I first love time. It. I need
0: to get a shotgun. I need to get a uh, gun license. Uh, uh, and not, not for a shotgun, shotgun, you don't. Oh, you
1: don't? No, just get a uh, Remy eight uh, seventy. That's uh, perfect. Pump action. I don't, action, need, ready I don't need a gun license. No. What? No. Why would you need a gun license, of a shotgun? I by the way, for all of you out there, if you can only have one gun, get a short barrel, like eighteen inch, Coasty, eight seventy, like I have. And just no cruise choke. around?
0: Can I in the state of California, can I can't cruise around with a gun in the back in my car? Uh long gun, I think you actually can. Really? Unloaded.
1: Uh we need to look into that. Yeah. The laws are changing all the time, but you definitely need a gun Because Just as a prop, that's hilarious. Yeah. And and we should, I know, we will cover up all the rust with Truck Show Podcast stickers as like band-aids to stop the rust. I We don't have enough stickers. Well, yes, we do. <laughs> do we? <laughs> and t-shirts. We all, oh, I know. We'll shove t-shirts in the door for sound <laughs> editing, and then we'll cover all of no, with stickers. No,
0: no, no. Don't devalue our t-shirts. Oh, that's true. High quality. <laughs> These things are like gold. We just got to start shipping them out to people.
1: All right. Uh, Truck Show Podcast sticker going in the back of that big window 66. We are, uh, we're not done. We're going to talk about that. So people may not remember, but Sean actually visited us before at the old Santa Ana studio. And was doing gnarly burnouts in his uh, supercharged Mercedes
0: and threw the belt. Oh, yeah. So he had a white CLS and was showing off his uh, Magnuson <laughs> supercharger on this thing. Showed it off right to oh, the oh, point no, of I'm sorry. that was a, He had a C63. A C63. And with a Magnuson yeah. on top of it.
1: Yeah. And he was showing us that it would do copious burnouts.
0: And he threw the belt. And he threw the belt. <laughs> I and mean, We had to have it <laughs> use my AAA account yeah, and to, to tow to his get car home. To yeah, back yeah, to yeah. his house. I don't think he was on the air, though. I think he was just sitting in. I don't think we had him on the air. Oh, yeah. I think you just no, came, to he hang just out, came right? down to have a burrito and chill. Oh, hmm. man. So, Holman, I think the next thing we do now is check in with Joshua, and I want to say it's Mazzaroli from Vague Industries. Oh, uh, you
1: mean Joshua Cadillac Mazzaroli? Yes. Who has the uh, Facebook picture of him wearing a denim shirt, a big old cowboy hat, and a cat. With lasers in the background. Yeah, it's very 80s. <laughs> it's
0: a bad, like, not a, it wouldn't be a prom picture. Like, where would you have taken that yeah, picture in it, the 80s? No, I think, it, like, prom or, like, at a
1: skating rink <laughs> oh, or yeah. at, like, a glamour <laughs> shots or
0: something. Glamour
1: shots. It's just missing the fog around it, right? right.
0: You know, uh, and the softening of his features. So, check this out. I called him uh-huh. yesterday and left a message, and he called me back, and he goes, Hey, sorry, I couldn't pick up because I was doing wheelies in my twin-turbo school bus. Right, he has that short bus, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he also
1: has this wild, I think it's like a Datsun pickup that has turbos sticking through the hood. Yeah. Uh, and we tried to get him on back in April, but he was on a cross-country trip, and then by the time he got to LA,
0: we just missed each other and couldn't make it happen. But so here's the reason that I was interested. I didn't know about your thread with him that yeah, you okay. were talking about with the Datsun. Yeah. I found that he is holding an event in May of next year. Let me read the synopsis here from Vague Industries on Instagram. We are assembling a Deathwish mud buggy adventure in late May with 4x4 converted cars. You'll need a minimum of 33-inch tires and recovery points. Cars from every corner of the country will be meeting in Arizona for a three-day overland journey with nothing but vehicles that were never offered in 4x4. I love it. The mission is to bring back the fun of building and wheeling with your friends. I love it. And And the lead image on that Instagram post was a huge lifted Four-wheel drive, El Camino. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, all right, we got to dial up Josh. All right. Well, uh, let's do that.
2: This
0: is Josh. Josh, Lightning at Home and Holman Truck Show Podcast. What's up, dude? No way. Yeah, Am I the, one,
4: way. Am I the number seven caller? <laughs> <laughs> you are. You've won a car. No, he's won a 66 <laughs> C10. No, not
1: my (laughs) truck.
0: Oh, he doesn't know about that. He doesn't know about that. He'll he'll know about that when he uh, listens to the show. Okay, well, we have so much to talk to you about, Josh, but first, I've got a quick intro. Don't move. Where is that? I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. All right, Josh. Sorry about that intro. So, Josh, <laughs> how do you pronounce your I last name? You.
4: It's Maserol. It's practically cheese. Mas- Maserol. Okay. Got it. Yeah.
0: And let's see. The last time I saw you
1: uh, was at SEMA photobombing me on the uh, launch pad stage with, I think, uh, none other
0: than Von Getting Jr.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Now, were you wearing
0: that big 10-gallon hat holding a cat <laughs> with lasers <laughs> in the background? <laughs>
4: yeah that's me (laughs) now what's up with your Facebook profile photo I don't know just into 80's glamour shots I
2: guess
0: (laughs) 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 but the cat is it your cat or did you borrow it just because it was funny
4: you know it's really funny so when I was at SEMA I I made these fancy deck cards you know uh, because we're doing a show called on YouTube and Amazon Prime and I've got all this information in there and we decided to put my uh, Facebook profile picture in there, which is me wearing a denim jacket with a, this creeper stash with a laser background and a cat on my lap. And the watch on there that, you know, prospective marketing partners could ask questions on, but they all asked if it was my cat. <laughs> and the answer is no. It was a Photoshop cat.
1: Yeah, well, that's oh. so fun. I was I was hoping that you had like a uh, a pet cat that you because uh,
0: there's nothing less manly right. than that cat. Right. Or just, lasers uh, in the background it, of your
1: uh, glamour shop. It's shot. just
0: all so freaking awkward. I felt like he had a harness and he would walk the cat, and that the cat was also trained
1: <laughs> to uh, use the uh, the toilet. Right. Which would be the best cat ownership ever. I tried that once and it yep. didn't really work. No, it sucked.
0: Josh. What the hell is, is with going, you yeah. and your and your history? Like, what 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 do you do? What is Vague Industries, or is it made up because it sounds funny? And do you do you have a job? Do you make money? Are do you, you just do crazy, us? crazy stuff? Do like, you
1: have a short bus that does wheelies? Do you have a, a Datsun that has
0: turbo sticking through the
1: hood? Do you have a two wheel drive mud truck that's now four wheel drive and is totally inappropriate that you want to take? Like, I I don't know where to start, dude
4: so yeah we've got a lot going on uh yeah i have a job uh, i own vague industries where uh chassis fab shop no i don't make money um <laughs> i do uh that might be because your it. mission
1: statement is vague dude
4: <laughs> maybe so yeah, oh, dude it's so bad um it's been getting uh harder and harder and harder to describe because we've sort of moved into this weird realm of like kind of personality influencer stuff and it's really just I'm doing me as absolutely hard as I can. And it's been great for me because I get to do whatever I want and have a lot of fun with all my friends. But, you know, we've got a, a show on the Busted Knuckle YouTube channel. And then uh, I think next week it'll be on Amazon Prime called Death Wish. And for pretty good reason, I've got this uh, little two wheel drive Toyota Hilux pickup truck with a twin-turbo LS-Power 4L80 in it. It's sitting on 2006 Crown Vic suspension. I got (laughs) 10-inch wheels on each side. It's it's pretty wild-looking. We were on Netflix with it, and then we're on our own thing, Death Wish. And when I bought that truck, I bought it in Phoenix for 250 bucks, and I tried to drive it home in stock form. And it took me three months and three motors, and by the time I got home, it was this wild Death Wish machine that you see now. But through doing that, I met some of the most, amazing people on the planet, because uh, when I left, I only had a screwdriver, a tire iron, vice grips, and four zip ties. That was my entire toolkit. I was able to do a valve adjustment on the side of the road with a beer can, because I know that that's point zero zero three seven six. so <laughs> two layers of eight and three layers of 12. That's too much um, math for the us. Rest, yeah, well, the, the rest was, uh, I had to rely on the kindness of strangers, and the only strangers that are going to help are incredible people. So, I was able to meet, like, some of the coolest people on the planet that have since turned into, you know, more than friends or family now. So I've been on this mission to sort of expose the kindness of strangers in America because if you look at it through the eyes of the media, it's a dangerous, scary place. But you get know, out there, experience it on a person-to-person level. It's full love, kindness. Of. So now, when I do all these trips, like I've got this little truck that I've done a lot of them in. That you know, it makes a fifty wheel, almost eleven crank. Um, is that all? Because
1: That seems no, awfully light for a truck that weighs 2,000 pounds. No, wait. What crank is your, your phone cut out there?
4: <laughs> 1,100 at oh, on the crank. Oh, that. my God. Yeah, so it's about 11 at the crank-ish. Um, <laughs> so I don't have a single gauge in this truck. Not one. Not fuel, <laughs> oil, nothing. No gauges, no gas. And I've crossed the country nine times in it.
1: Are you kidding? Um, wow. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. And I think last time... You were making a road trip. It was back in April, and we tried to hook up, and then you were delayed by something that broke or whatever, and we just missed you. So. Yeah.
4: I had to do a quick parking lot crank and rod swap in that truck. Um, <laughs> Who does that in the parking well, lot? Well, could it be because you didn't have gauges?
1: I'm just asking the question. I just I feel like it's a good interview, or I should throw that out there.
4: I'd like to emphasize to the listeners that those are your words and not mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so, I feel like we need to take a step back. How did you start doing the crazy stuff? Or are uh, you just
4: naturally crazy? So I think that ultimately I'm just sort of naturally crazy. Like I've been doing this stuff, and then who owns Busted Knuckle, I sponsored one of his drivers, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago. Uh, I made a custom axle housing for the Meritor RF 611. I did a chromoly housing, aluminum planetary hubs, and something that's really never been done before. And I got involved with them and started telling stories at the bar one night after the off-road expo, and he was like, dude, I'm going to just give you some cameras and you turn them on. You're already doing the thing. You don't have to do anything different because I'm doing all this stuff, whether anyone's watching or not. And like, it's just my lifestyle. (laughs) So now that we're actually putting it out there and people are consuming this content, like it's, it's really sort of spun out of control. Like I said, I've been sort of doing this anyways. I basically come back to the shop. I'll do a bunch of work. We build, I specialize in chassis and suspension. So uh, you know, we're prototyping our own coilovers. We make laser-cut CNC bent chassis and axle housings, and basically anything.
0: Well, and, and, um, and where does and so where did you get this background? Where was your father doing this type of thing? Friends, like, wh- is this right out of shop class in high school?
4: Um, you know, I really got my start with with my dad in the garage as a kid. Um, you know, we did our first solid axle swap, frame up build when I was nine years old, and then. You know, I turned 15 and rolled my truck over, and my folks said, we're throwing the truck away, or you're fixing it by yourself. So I was sort of forced to learn how to do all the things I didn't know how to do.
1: And by the way, you're doing this in an area of the country that isn't exactly known to be a hotbed of uh, of fabrication stuff up in New Hampshire.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty dead up here. There's essentially no expendable income you know, at least in this corner of the industry, it's a, it's a weird place to be doing it. But like I said, I'm doing this, whether anyone's watching or not. So, um, it's, it's not necessarily about, I don't, I don't give a damn about money at all. I've got a goal where my personal goal is to become a billionaire, but not one of financial stature. I think that there's a new definition and that's somebody who positively affects the lives of over a billion people. And now that we're sort of going down this sort of entertainment personality type road, you know, that's something that's scalable. Whereas my labor hours in a dirty, dusty concrete shop, my labor hours aren't scalable. So now we can reach more and more people and have more and more positive influence on people's lives. And it's pretty crazy, you know, me just being me, how many people I've been able to inspire or, or, or you know, just even just put a smile on their face. Even if they're laughing at my expense, I don't care. It's, it's all good, you no.
1: You've inspired Lightning to uh, get a
0: truck, uh, and you've yes. inspired me to take more selfies with my cat, so I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> now, so do you have any idea how many subscribers you have across the various channels you're involved
4: in? Um, the YouTube channel, I think we have, like, 560,000 000- Seems light. You know, we're obviously, we're not on Amazon quite yet. So, but that should be next week. Um, And honestly, like it's, we work with basically every major media outlet has done stories on, you know, our adventures, our episodes or, or, you know, any of this stuff. So we're really kind of, it's hard to, hard to even estimate, you know, we went on Hoonigan a couple of times, and you know they've called us back because we've provided such great content that you know they wanted more of it. So you know we have we provide value in the form of creative content to all these media outlets in exchange for access to their market, um, just so we can get our message out. I and mean, what? Honestly, and, and Josh, what's the message? I mean, <laughs> kindness, love each other, stop being a dick. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> I, I can get behind go, that. Go, go, have fun with your friend, You can do it. Like it doesn't need to be nice. Go build something. Oh,
0: it sounds like you're just preaching freedom, really. You're just preaching yeah. you know, it's it's not about wealth, it's about doing what you want to do and doing right by
4: others. Yeah, I've got I've got one more motto that you know, I believe that experience is the currency of life and the more experience you have, the richer you are. However, I also believe that negative experience holds more value than positive experience. So that's kinda and sometimes I sort of put myself in crappy situations just so I can experience the magic and grow from it.
1: Well, how do you know about like, the good times if you've never gone through the tough ones, right?
4: Exactly. Duality exists in every realm.
0: Guys will never appreciate pregnancy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean,
1: I can appreciate that. No. I love my, my wife. No, and but that you'll never I, know the pain nope. of birth. You no. know, right? uh, I right. will tell you that for those of you who aren't uh, fathers, the first time that you see the mother of your child in labor is going to be one of the scariest, best, uh, most amazing things. You may fall over and pass out, but with, <laughs> you'll you'll never understand the strength of your partner until you've seen her go through childbirth, yeah. and you're like, so glad I'm a dude,
4: because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: that is
0: no joke. No.
4: <laughs> okay, so yeah, the, I haven't been through that yet, but I'm pretty terrified of if that day comes. Oh, dude! Now, now let me wait, tell you.
0: wait, are you, are, do you have a wife or a girlfriend? No, I
4: have a fantastic girlfriend.
0: Okay. And she puts up with your shenanigans or she loves them?
4: Uh, Loves them. That's a good partner. And she
0: goes on road trips with you or does she sit back at the ranch and and just laugh at you from afar?
4: No, totally into it. We're actually planning one right now where we're... Deathwish does America or does Australia. <laughs> and we're going to be flying awesome. to. <laughs> yeah, Deathwish does Australia. We're going to be flying to Sydney, getting in a uh, Ford Falcon, which is basically a Crown Vic. Uh, it's got a straight six barrow motor in it yep. and rear wheel drive, but it looks like a Taurus. You
1: realize this is the second and or third, uh, third show in a row where we've talked about the barrel motor? We're going to have really? to do some more on it. Because.
4: Well, yeah. uh, 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 Kaufman
1: talked about taking this because he wants to put them in F100s, or he has put a few in F100s. Yep. And then Finnegan talked about it yep. last week, and now you're talking about it. And I feel like, you know, our listeners are missing out on that whole deal.
4: Right. So we're headed, out, well, it's not finalized yet. We're still trying to drum up the funding, make sure it's a done deal thing. But right now, we're looking, we're going to fly to uh, Sydney, get in one of these things, stuff some 31s on it. Um, nice. Cut the wheel wells open a little bit. And then, yeah, you can't drive really do height in those Literally. Yeah, literally across the continent to Perth and hit all these check marks and landmarks. and
1: Everything I've heard about the Barra engine is badass. Like that thing is
4: a stout powerhouse. Well, the person that I'm teaming up with um, works with uh, EFI University, so he's pretty knowledgeable in this stuff. And he said that at least the version that he's looking at putting us in is extremely unreliable and known for head gasket failures. Sweet! So <laughs> able- I hope he put a turbo on it then. Yeah, he's almost guaranteeing that we're going to break down.
0: Oh,
1: sweet. Okay. Well, look, you talked about
0: putting yourself in crappy situations. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen,
1: part of the adventure is the adventure. Yeah, we're going to be in the middle
0: of bush doing a land gasket. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about the event you have planned tentatively for, I believe it's May of 2020. What is this all about?
4: It's uh, a bad idea that just keeps getting worse. Um, (laughs) So... I guess uh, I'll, I'll tell you how it started, and I'll tell you what it is after. All right. Um, this goes back to April when we were trying to meet up. I did a six-week, 13,000-mile road trip where I also did two full builds. Um, I drove my twin turbo Hilux from New Hampshire down to Dallas, dropped off, drove it all to L.A., dropped my Hilux off, Got in a 1966 Chevrolet C10. I got that running. I drove it to Dallas, not without incident. Uh, broke down plenty. Uh, when I got to Dallas, I did a turbo LS swap and a five-speed swap. I drove that back to LA where I got back in the Hilux, and we came involved with a couple of uh, the Hot Rod Magazine guys up to LS Best. Um, <laughs> so while I was on this big trip... A buddy of mine from Phoenix says, "Hey man, I want to do an adventure with you. Do you have time?" And I was like, "If you can make this like a one-day thing, get it all prepped, and you know we can do a quick episode of Death Wish, then I'm in." But honestly, I'm pretty pretty slammed because if you spend six weeks on the road, it costs a lot of money, especially when you blow your truck up in the parking lot. And like, I just have to get back to the shop, make make up time, make up money. And uh, he said, "Yeah, no problem." I showed up. And what he wanted to do was there was a junkyard down the road from him that had a Cutlass Supreme sitting on a CJ6 chassis. And I had seen it like two years ago, and he's like, man, I made a deal with the guy who owns a junkyard. That's mine now. So when I showed up at his place just to say hi, I was like, hey, did you get that thing running? Is it ready for you know next week when I come back through to do this episode? He goes, nah, I haven't even looked at it. So I'm realizing <laughs> quickly that this isn't even going to – be a thing. So I was like, well let's at least run down to the junkyard and take a look at it, see what it needs. Maybe I can get his gears turned and get his motivation started. So when I come back next week we can do this episode. And what ended up happening is we got there at ten in the morning and, you know, the hood wouldn't open, we didn't have a key and it turned into we're not leaving this junkyard until this car drives out of here. We were there all day stealing transmission fluid from Dodge Caravans. And the the Dodge Caravan has the magic dust in the fluid. So um, we, uh, we drove it back to his place. Nothing like the blood of a K car. (laughs) Yeah, Right. (laughs) We, We drove back to his place and it's this, we named it the gutless Supreme runner sitting on 33s. And it's just this janky hillbilly lifted full wheel drive car. But, it's hilarious. And I get back to my shop in New Hampshire and I'm just stewing over this because on the way out, we saw there was a second gen Firebird, Plum Crazy Purple with fire on the nose, sitting on a Wagoneer chassis with a 316 in it. Oh, that sounds (laughs) amazing. Now I'm like, it's calling me. I have to. So what I realized is, because I've been in the off-road scene most of my life, I've been involved with you know, the endurance off-road rock racing and stuff since conception of before really. And I've realized that when you first get into the sport, you get a Jeep and you put, you know, budget boost and 33s, and then you end up with stronger axles and then a little bit bigger and a bumper and rock sliders and cage and winch. And before you know it, you're at this like semi-professional or even professional level. And then everybody's sitting around gassing each other up about the old days, like how much more fun it used to be when Joe was at the bottom of gatekeeper. He'd always get stuck on the stump. And remember when Dan was on 35s and open in the front. And those are the funnest days. But nobody has the humility to downgrade their Jeep to 33s a locker. So we devised the
2: plan.
1: By the way, I we think not- that is awesome because for me – I, you know, everybody I know has now moved on to 38s and 40s, and in some cases, 42s on their Jeeps. I've yep. got 35s or 37s because I'm a very technical driver, and I just like picking through the lines. And you go to Moab anymore, and everybody just goes straight up stuff, and it's no fun anymore. It's more fun to, yep. to take a—like, I was in uh, AV had their new uh, prototype JL suspension on— uh, they have a little blue two-door that was at SEMA a couple years ago. And when we were out at Moab, yep. they said, hey, let's go You know, take it for a ride. And uh, we're on these Jeep trails. Here I am, 37s and a little two door, surrounded by these Jeeps on 42s, and we're just picking our way, going anywhere they went, sideways in some places, right? Because you, you're mm-hmm. dr- driving between boulders, and these guys are just <laughs> going straight up, and it's like you're—it's so boring. Like it was so much more fun. Where's the fun? Yeah, 37s with a stick, right? And then even no. uh, maybe picking up another flat fender. That thing's not going to get anything bigger than 33s on it.
4: Yeah, so that's exactly our point. Like so much so that we just sort of built like this mini buggy or it's not quite done yet, but we built a tiny buggy. It's got a uh, T100, 34 four in it and Toyota axles. And it's all trust. We got, you know, big hardware, big links, but it's only getting 35s uh, because we want the obstacles to be fun again. Um, you know, you put 39 inch reds on there or something and it's, it's not It's not even uh, fun. It's just work. Your new hat. Make Um, obstacles fun again. Make (laughs) obstacles. Right. (laughs) Right. So so this is where we went with this. There's something that just draws me to these four-wheel drive cars. And, you know, when you think about them, you think about an IROC sitting on a K5 chassis with 40-inch gumbo mudders on
0: it.
1: (laughs)
4: And see? Exactly. (laughs) It's magic. It
1: is magic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not as so, magic as that old dude he used to do Hell's Revenge and Moab in a Stock Crown Vic. That was even a little bit more magic. I remember but. that. <laughs> <laughs> Met that dude on the trail once. So, that
4: dude was bat <laughs> crazy. So, I'm building an 89 Cadillac Fleetwood Brougham. And it's like the, the big boat of a car from the 80s. Right, and right. I've got a tall deck 496 big block for it. I've got a T-56 Magnum because stick shifts are more fun. <laughs> um, 241 241 205 transfer cases i got a 14 volt for the rear and dana 50 ptb we're putting up front because whoops scissors are more fun we've got some 37 inch falcons we're putting on it and that's kind of that's my car which is the lead vehicle we've got people it's like so i was going to drive this thing out to Arizona to meet up with my buddy who has the gutless Supreme runner. And then we were going to head back to the junkyard, do another junkyard revival episode of this firebird on a Wagoneer chassis. And the three of us were going to go beat it through the desert, record it, just have a good time. Well, I just, I don't know, put a feeler out there on social media to see if anybody was potentially interested in joining and the requirements I put on it were any vehicle that, came, that never came offered in four-wheel drive but has been converted and has a minimum of 33s and a recovery points. And it sort of took off like fire. And there are vehicles meeting us from literally every corner of the country. People have already started building. Some people have even completed their cars already, and they went out testing this weekend. Oh, my God. Um, but, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, people are, like, into this. How many uh, do you expect um, to
1: show up, or how many have showed interest so far?
4: So this is what I've found whenever you host events or parties and 50 people say they're going to show up, nine people actually show up. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, um, all right. that's what happens. Uh, I'm expecting about a dozen people. Um, okay. It's not open to the public. I have not disclosed where we're actually going because I don't want I don't want a bunch of. Jim Oaks and Cherokees showing up and crashing the party. It's it, that's not the point <laughs> it. okay. So you got a
0: dozen people now. We're on a podcast with a lot of people who have four wheel drive vehicles, and not yeah. no, they're not conversions like you're referring to. Uh, yep. But you're talking about a May event, so this gives people time to build something if they wanted to participate. Right.
4: Are you going to let them? How do they get in? Yeah. So it is a private thing, and you know we are keeping a pretty select group of people, but we. If, if you wanted to participate, you need to meet the requirements of, you know, a car that was never offered in full-wheel drive, has been converted, has a minimum of 33s and recovery points. And, you know, reach out to me on social media, which, you know, we're Vague Industries. That's V-A-G-U-E on basically every platform. We're on TikTok and, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Or if you don't have any social, that's vagueindustries at com. V-A-G-U-E, V-A-G-U-E Industries at gmail.com. So just hit me up, let me know what you're planning, where you're coming from and give me build updates. Cause honestly, I'm, I'm so into this. It, it's been so much fun because people aren't going to invest their heart and soul into an IROC. Like they're not going to put every dollar of their money and every hour of their time into this, like they would their prized, you know, Jeep Wagoneer or something. So it forces you to have fun with this. You're not going to take it as serious as you would, you know, with a brand new JL. I love this. I love this, this sounds too.
0: Fun. Uh, do
1: you want to uh, throw a solid axle under the front of that '66?
2: Well, I although it was o-
1: although it was offered with front, oh, we're four. I don't know. Wait, we're one-ton Chevys. Uh, According to the photo he sent, that no, Sean a, sent that's it it two-wheel is, drive. Yeah, I was gonna. But say, I'm yeah. thinking. I'm wondering if uh, if one-ton eight-lug trucks had a front axle. I think they did. I but I think it's you not get funny. Drive. It's not funny. No, that's I, we, not funny. No, no, the we, mini would be funny. No, I was gonna. Can say we cut mini the mini up? Yes,
0: or cut the SL up? Uh, hell no, but <laughs> I would not. But it would be funny. Would be funny if we went to the junkyard and got a mini uh-huh. and put it up, uh, you know, up in the yeah. Air it'd be on real funny to ends. my bank account, and my wife. No, we could get one way <laughs> cheap, dude. Okay, way cheap. Have you seen? Have you have you seen what I would do you, for a living? Would you let us in if we had a, a Cooper up uh, in
4: the air? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a bunch of people that are trying to find loopholes. Like, well, what about a Subaru? <laughs> what are, and like. In the end of the day, it's about maintaining the spirit of the event, and I don't want a bunch of Subarus to show up. But if you put in enough work to put thirty fours on a Subaru, you're doing the right thing. You know? <laughs> I, I and think that's the, fair. If you show up in something nice, you could, you probably miss the point. I think that's totally fair. So I was just looking
1: at uh, a vague So v a g u e industries.com, dot and uh, you have a uh, a thing of testimonials here. So let me just read a few of those. Uh, this one, oh, no. this one here from uh, Keith. Awesome fabricator, welder, and all-around cool dude. Can't see what else gets built over there. Got one from Mark Shea. Vague Industries does top-notch fabrication, always paying attention to every detail in design and execution. Uh, I feel like you don't have enough testimonials, so, Josh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to submit one uh, for the, the uh, Truck Show podcast for your testimonials. <laughs> oh, you, homie, you've already cool. created one for us? Yeah, I have. Uh, I think it should be, uh, uh, while being vague about what they do, you won't be disappointed. The truck show That's podcast. Very true.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one's on us. If you want to add that to the website, we're happy to put our name uh name behind that. <laughs> Excellent. Will we'll do.
0: I'm excited um, about this event and I love your lifestyle and I don't think that it's for everyone, but I, I do think that everyone sits on the couch, watches your videos, and is jealous. I gotta I gotta right. think that you can, <laughs> Can we go back to the school bus really
1: quick? I feel like we've completely missed the point of this whole conversation, and that should be about the school (laughs) bus, which, by the way, is so short that the side of the school bus where it says whatever school district ends at D-I-S-T because so much was cut (laughs) out of the bus.
4: (laughs) So, Josh, walk us through the school bus real quick. Yeah, yeah. So my buddy is a... A local law enforcement officer, and on the side, he parts out Chevy trucks and vans, ninety-nine up LS stuff, and because we do a boatload of LS swaps out here, and he uh, he got this school bus to part out, and instead of parting it out, he shoots me a picture message of it and says, "Josh, what do we do with this?" Because like, how often do you get a school bus?
0: I love and, that your friends know you so well. They're like, what can we do?
1: And I love that you have uh, cop buddies because it's always good to have cop yeah, buddies. The, <laughs> the blind
4: space that my friends have in me is unbelievable. <laughs> so, uh, like, instincts were, well, obviously, we shorten it as much as the drive shaft will allow, and we try to do wheelies. Um, <laughs> of
1: course. Well, I mean, that's
4: it's dumb not to. So, we got 10 of our friends together, and in three days, we shortened this bus 55 inches. And honestly, it looks like it's supposed to be that way. Like, we did a pretty good job. No, it looks great. Um, Jordan, it 55 inches. The wheelbase is 85 and a half inches long now. And then wait, on wait, wait. top of that. The wheelbase is 85?
3: 85.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so So let's put this in perspective. A, a new J, uh, Jeep Wrangler JL two-door, mm-hmm. I believe, is up to yep. like 98 or something like that now
4: yeah yeah a little overachiever so (laughs) (laughs) So, that's just sort of what it worked out too like it was four windows long we took two windows out we have a 22 inch long drive shaft it just sort of worked everything fit we put the windows back in it looks normal we've got two seats long now so every seat is the back seat so we built it in three days and then you know the internet was all hyped up like where's the wheelie videos and we got rain delayed and and then I went, ended up going out to SEMA and I took the long way. I flew into Portland, drove to Washington first. That is the so long like, way. Yeah.
1: By the way, the, uh, <laughs> the Wrangler two door jail, 96.8 inches. So this Dang. is, uh, it's almost a foot longer in wheelbase than his school bus.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, yesterday we finally all reconvened and we're, like, we're doing this. But on top of shortening this thing 55 inches, we also accidentally twin turboed it. Um, I love sure. accidentally we, we backed right into a twin turbo setup. You know, it, it happens. Let's be honest. <laughs> what? But yesterday was one of the funnest times I've had in a long time. A uh, bunch of our friends got back together, and we tidied up the loose ends. And we went out and we wheelied it, and it dragged bumper. Um, it, it was hilarious, hilarious. Everybody had to sit in the very back um, for the for the added weight. Well, you've got a video um, with
1: everybody in it. And uh, it looks like a bunch of middle-aged school kids, and by middle-aged I mean like
0: forty-year-olds
1: hanging out in the school bus.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Um, dude. That's yeah. The, he needs a bumper sticker that just says "Drags bumper." Yeah, oh, right.
1: I don't yeah. know.
4: So yeah, we dubbed it the Spool Bus. Uh, ah,
0: spool
1: well bus. done, well yes. done. There you go. <laughs>
4: So it's been um, a it's been yeah, a huge hit. It's been a huge hit and we so we've we recorded it. We haven't had a chance to produce it and publish it yet, but it's coming. You got to be patient. We've got a bunch of awesome episodes um that are, that are sort of slated ahead of that one, but it'll come out and it's it's a banger for sure.
0: Now, do you have a full like video production team now cuz there's no way you and your girlfriend are just
4: chopping all this video up? it's so the way it's working is like it's super raw right now and all self-filmed which i think is sort of endearing and and part of why you know we've gained such a following with it you know it's self-filmed and then i send the film off to busted knuckle films which is the you know primarily a youtube channel and they produce it they send me a proof i say yeah change this add this this is good let's publish and then then we go live with it gotcha Um, i tried to do it you know i thought that i wanted to go down that road i took this like 60 lesson film editing class, and then like storytelling classes. And then at the end of the day, I realized that like I have a fabrication business to run, and I just don't have time to to do all that. So I ended up not doing it. And then when I partnered up with Matt at Busted Knuckle, it just made the most sense for both of us, and we're both. Prospering. You know, I went to SEMA for the sole purpose of gaining marketing partners for paid product integration so that we can go even harder at this Deathwish show because, like, it's got traction. We've only published nine episodes, uh, five episodes, I'm sorry, and it's already averaging almost 900,000 views per episode. Oh, man. Well, that sounds uh, like a
0: podcast. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe yeah, not. Yeah. Maybe we
0: have, might uh, just a handful. <laughs> yeah. Less? Fewer. Yeah, fewer. Yeah,
4: a couple. Fewer. Yeah. Fewer? yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny about yeah, that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy how, you know, how what we're doing has taken off so much. Um, so, you know, we now have leverage uh, against marketing partners. We only want to work with people who we actually truly support. But, um, you know, there, there's now opportunity for this. And if we can just get a couple of people on board, we can do this a lot harder and basically full time and build rad stuff with our friends and do adventures around the country.
0: Again, freedom. Yeah. Red Blood American freedom, freedom right yep. there. You know what you and I should do? My God. We should buy a
1: school bus to outdo his. We'll call it the stool bus. The stool bus? <laughs> yeah. And, That's but, what it's going to be.
0: But we need 10-gallon uh, hats and cats. And cat, Like a whole bus full of cats. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I will see you at LS Fest, and we will duel.
5: Oh.
1: oh. Well, you know. What if uh, we're too poor for an LS? We just bring a regular old 350.
2: I feel bad for With Quadra Jets
4: but... <laughs> <laughs> You know what though You can't knock on that Because There You cannot replicate that seventy six Caprice ch whoop. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know there's people right now
1: clapping in their cars as they drive. They're taking their hands off the wheel just to just to uh in solidarity clap with you on that. So they, they believe the same Do you
2: know thing. how
4: many people are in their cars right now doing the noise chaop?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, oh man, man. Josh
0: yeah, all right, we we need to get you into the studio when you're in
4: LA. Yeah, next time you're out, let us know.
0: You got? I'm sure you're gonna yeah, be man. out here at some
4: point. Yeah, man, I'm sure of it.
0: All right, all right. Listen, follow Josh at Vague Industries, and if you're lucky, he'll disclose some more information about how you could get involved in. Uh, wait, what are we calling again?
4: Your your event? This is the this is the Death Wish Mud Buggy Adventure.
0: Death Wish <laughs> Mud Buggy Adventure in May. In Arizona, uh, does that make it harder for
1: or uh, less hard for you to get insurance when you have death, Wish death in Wish. the name? <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, we love you. We'll check
2: yeah. in with you again. That soon. was
1: awesome, and uh, appreciate you. I mean, I know you've been listening to the show for a long time, so we appreciate you uh, keeping in touch with us. And when you got something cool coming out, let us know. We gotta, we'll have you back on and talk about it. Ten 4 man. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. You enjoy it. your cat. All right,
2: bye. <laughs> Thanks, <John>. bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> All right, it's that time we've all been waiting for. Let's discuss the Cybertruck. What the truck? What the truck?
2: What the truck?
0: Okay, so seriously, what the truck? Now, Holman. Yeah? Before we jump into the uh, recent... uh, it's not a press release. What do you call it? The
1: announcement, announcement, reveal. The reveal. Thank you. The yeah, reveal. That's reveal. the word I was yep. looking
0: for. We've all seen it. And if you haven't, you will be seeing yeah, it There's soon.
1: no. There's no way anybody who listens to this show or calls themselves a truck enthusiast did not see the 20,000 memes that have been uh, floating across their
0: screen this week. Right. You were invited mm. to Tesla more than a month ago to see this. That might be true. What do you mean might be? It was it is true. Okay, it's true. Okay, yeah, it is true. So, you saw it early uh-huh. and you've been biting your tongue. Uh-huh. You did tell me off the air and you swore me not to tell anyone else that it's and all you said was that it is not what I or anyone expected. But I didn't know Correct. what you meant and you wouldn't tell me anything more. Okay, so rather than I before we get into whatever I have to say about it,
1: tell me what your thoughts were when you saw it. Like what went through your mind? When Elon had that thing out on stage and you looked at it for the first time and went.
0: I went, What the truck? Is that what you did? No. I I didn't know what it looked like. I heard people talking about it. Went straight to YouTube with Quinn, my fourteen-year-old, and we watched it. And um Unfortunately, the only video that was available right then, because they hadn't posted it on YouTube, yeah. was a dude giving us his reactions to the video. Oh. So I'd almost mute it in some parts.
1: Yeah, you'd have to, because this is something that you really have to make a decision on your own about.
0: And yeah, the fail when they threw the steel ball at the glass, and we'll talk right, about there, that a yeah, minute. there's a little but story behind that. But the design overall and the concept behind it, I think is so freaking radical So ridiculous. So not what anybody expects that it's so, you know, how do I feel about it? See, this is
1: exactly what we went through. There was a small group of us from Motor Trend Group, the Motor Trend guys. Let me show you what I thought about it. Truck Group me. Let me show you what I thought about it. You ordered one. You put the uh, the $100 deposit down. You're looking at my receipt to Tesla. That is really
0: odd that you would do that. Right, it is. But why? I don't know. You literally gave them a hundred dollars for sure nothing. Did. Yeah, well, not for nothing for to hold my place. Uh,
1: but th- it's not a truck. I know. But what's wrong with you? You're you're supposed to be a, a truck expert, and you went and put a deposit on the Cyber Truck
0: because I. So here's what I was. I thinking. feel like it should have been called the Cyber Utility. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah, it should have been. Okay. Uh huh. So here's how, how I looked Cyber U. I you know I I was I was going to. Reveal this little nugget at the end. Yeah. But I, but I thought, let's do it up front, and but here's why. Why? I I don't it's, – it's $100 that could have gone toward anything here's, else. I get it back. It's fully refundable. I, I get that, but now you've tied up $100. Yeah, and I get no interest on it. I get it. Um, It's either that or a bunch of beers with friends. So but, I figured, you know, there's – But why uh, – is there any conceivable way that you would actually get one? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. It's blowing I'm, your mind right now. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. I'm shocked. So here's the thing. Uh, yeah, I would. I what changed it for me uh-huh. is that they invited you. Yeah, to go see it and give it your two cents. I gave lots of two cents. I gave many many paragraphs of a no written... no. Listen to me clearly. Uh huh. The fact that they invited you over a month in advance, and they asked you, Elon freaking Musk asked you specifically. What do you think and what can we add? What can we change? When I, funny, and I want you funny, to discuss quite, that. So, yeah, funny but, story about that. As so here's idea. why. So here's my you're, – because you're wondering about my, my purchase yeah, decision. Yeah, your motivations. Right? Yeah. And I thought, I know that things change, right? The original um, Tesla, S, X, all of them, they don't look like the original concept. The one that we see today, they're similar, but they change over time, right? And I saw the date. Expecting to go into production in late 2021. That's two years they have to fine-tune this sucker. Right. Okay? And I thought, they're already— That prototype
1: you saw, I saw the clay. That prototype was built in like two and a half weeks. What rolled out on stage— I believe it. —was built in two and a half weeks. I believe that. But I'm telling you, it's exactly like the clay. What you see, there's been a lot of conjecture online that, no, 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 it's got the future drivetrain, and this is just a mocked up of what it's going to look like, and it's going to totally change. No, no, no. What you saw is what's coming out. Right, the future, what they call the plaid drivetrain, the the three motors, and uh, the, off their future platform mm-hmm. is what's going to underpin it.
0: I understand that. What I'm saying is, and, I, and I'm fine with the looks, believe it or not. Okay. How I, steampunk of you, uh, right? <laughs> I think that the the car will be, the truck will be, whatever the hell it is, uh-huh. the thing will be advanced enough, and they will listen. I'm hoping. I'm only giving a hundred bucks. If it was a thousand, I probably wouldn't have done it. Probably wouldn't have done I, it. I probably would not have done it. Not definitely and would have. Wouldn't have done it. I've done just like. Remember, we had this discussion briefly where you talked about Kickstarter. Uh huh. And you like Kickstarter? I do like Kickstarter. Okay. For me, this is what it was. Okay. Right. So I, I said if they screw it up, if it's if it's worse in 2021, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just gonna pull my my hundred bucks back. Like and yeah, I didn't make people. my thirty five cents in interest or whatever I would have had in the bank. No, right. I, I'm not even talking about the interest. So, I'm just. But why do I think it's because I was interested in. The 500 mile range, if it's really materialized okay. that way, I very quickly I sat with my kid and I go, I will always have another vehicle, a diesel or a gas vehicle that will get me to the other side of the country or get me to the mountains. I thought I'm kind of like a lot of these guys that live in the metropolitan areas. I'm like the hipsters that I so hate. Okay, and the guys, a little bit of a weird way. Yes, yeah. But you're admitting that. that. Why? Why are you doing this to yourself? I feel like. You Why are... would I do this on this podcast? Yes. Because I don't want to lie to our audience. Okay. Because I I'm find this just vehicle having... oddly fascinating. No, no, I don't I it's fine. I get oddly fascinating. I'm not putting money down on it. So I can appreciate what they're doing. I have liked being an early adopter in the past, just like you with your Kickstarter campaigns, uh-huh. whether it's a, a really bitching backpack or suitcase. something for your Jeep or suitcase, whatever, yeah. right? And to me, I go, it's it's really kind of cool. The concept is cool. And if Rivian comes out with a better one, Uh or I don't know, I'm still, I just, I'm banking on the fact that I feel like you're, uh, I feel like you're you're treading water here.
1: You're trying to Mm. come up with a big reason why, how you're going to make me go, cool, I'm totally on board. Not at all. Okay. No, not at all. I mean, I figured that you'd rip me a new. No, no, because I don't, here's the thing about people who do disrupting, right? Tesla, admittedly, is not a truck company. They admittedly don't understand
0: the truck owner clearly. But they're making a that was obvious unquote, when he got on stage. He was. Yeah. I don't think he'd ever sat in a truck. They had all the uh, half-ton crew
1: cabs in the design studio. This was patterned after all the all the crew cabs in terms of size. It's about as wide as a Raptor, except the bodywork goes all the way out to the sides because it fits three across. So it fits it's a six seater like a three plus three, uh, and it's wide enough to do that. It has a six and a half foot bed. So I think, here's the thing. With disruptors, you kind of don't want to be on the wrong side of history by nay-naying it from the beginning. And being like, ah, it's a piece of crap! and I'll never... I had to take a breath. The story that I wrote that appears on trucktrend.com and fourweather.com, it was my attempt to be incredibly open-minded, understand I'm probably not the core audience of this thing, but at the same time understanding
0: there are going to be people who want it, how can I approach it and be open minded? Here's what you wrote. Initial thoughts. This is by Sean Holman, by the way. Great <laughs> article, I will say. Thank you. I shared this from every channel I have, including Banks. Oh, very nice. Initial thoughts. Now we'd understand if you need to let the Tesla Cybertruck marinate for a while before you can wrap your head around it. We had to also. Our initial reactions were all over the place as traditional truck people. We feel like Every preconceived notion we've ever known about trucks has been shattered. We feel violated. We think we need a shower, a cigarette, and a nap in no particular order. (laughs) It clearly challenges any notion of what a pickup truck is, and maybe it isn't even a pickup, but maybe it's really an SUT. We aren't quite sure yet. And that's my point is— Do I rail against it because of the design
1: aesthetic and say, this is horrible, this is awful, blah, 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 I hate it? Or do I take a step back and go, every time somebody's been trying to be bold and has been a disruptor, that was always the knee-jerk reaction. I feel like I'm better than that. I can take an objective look back say I'm probably not the core audience of this. I'm probably not the core buyer of this. But I can see what they're trying to do. And if you look at it, they're trying to solve the range issue, so there'll be two different batteries. One is a stacked battery on top of the uh, the smaller one. They're trying to make it more secure, so you have a rolling tonneau cover that's also solar panel, which is interesting. It's got a completely glass roof, uh, all the way from the windshield through the roof back to the tonneau. It has 35-inch tires. It has well over a foot of wheel travel. It has air suspension. They're solving... And thinking about the right problems without understanding the truck market. That's where the disconnect is. And I wrote that to them. And I and I had written a, a, a quite a long letter as part of my visit of where I think it needs improvement and all that. The design, by the time we got there, was locked in. I don't like the fact that it looks like the peak of the roof wants to fall back a lot sooner than it does. The peak isn't over the driver's head. It's somewhere rearward. But then when you realize there's a light bar hidden up there for off-roading. Right. That's so it gets it up higher, but still within the vehicle. Sort of an interesting thing. It's polarizing. Let's agree it's polarizing. Personally, probably not a truck for me. I'm not, I'm probably not a guy who tows his horses in the Midwest who has a diesel truck. 500 miles isn't going to tow all your horses to where you need to go before having to plug in. And, sure, you know, it's probably 50% loss of range or greater. They're claiming 14,000 pounds of towing and 33 or so 100 pounds of payload. That's great. That's great on paper. The Nissan Titan XD can tow 14,000 pounds, but it's only rated for 12,000. How do Mm -hmm. I know? Because I've done it. The truck's big enough. It's heavy enough. But that doesn't mean it's J2708 rated. So is Tesla throwing out a number without understanding the full ramifications of that number? Are they going to go drive up Davis Dam and do all the J2708 testing to make sure that it is an apples-to-apples comparison as with all the other uh, vehicle manufacturers? Well, that have you're going
0: to hold their feet to the fire. You. You, Sean Holman, and others like you. Right. Because it's it's not a number's so, only a number. So I'm without I'm banking on some of that. Okay. I mean, you're asking, you know, and I'm not trying to rationalize my decision, and by the way, just a hundred bucks down doesn't mean that I'm actually going to buy it. No, no, but, no. But, I, but what it does is that, quote-unquote, hold my place in line. It's no different than <clears throat> last night I was out to dinner in Manhattan Beach, and it was packed, and I was in a line. And I put my name in, and as I'm waiting you You're thinking to get I can in, bail
1: out any time to go to across the street. That's
0: literally what I did. Yeah. And so it was the same concept here. Yeah. And I thought, if they get it right, I'm in. Because at some point— I need to experience, you know, we t- so I'm staring at a Mac computer. Yep. I'm a PC guy. Yep. I have a I know Mac laptop. And your Mac is like 27 years old. And but, you bitch about it all the time. But I did a Mac for one reason and one re- reason only. I wanted to know what it was about. Yeah. Okay. And I forced myself to learn a Mac. I'd been on PC my whole life and I still prefer PCs. And on the other side. And well, I understand. Exactly the that. opposite. But so that's. By the way,
1: loving my new, brand new, for the first time in five years, my new work laptop in Space Gray. Uh, 15 inch Pro with Touch Bar. Oh, so bitch. I know, but
0: they're not going to so give you any. Hook. Apple doesn't do any deals for anyone. So no, no, no I don't. Well, but it's
1: a premium product. I want it anyway. Yeah, I love it. I love this new. So
0: laptop. you know, I I like I like disruption. Yep. I, I, I try to promote that within my business, and I'm attracted to that. And it is scary. Disruption is very, very scary. It's the it it's is the most radical of change. Right, and so you can't
1: you can't go out full negative. Until you understand what the disruption is and what people are trying to do, because do- right now it's all the looks.
2: It's right. all well, the it, looks. It doesn't
1: have camera or doesn't have a mirrors. Uh, Elon wants to put cameras on it. That's not allowed by fev- federal law yet. They're hoping by the time production comes, they can have the law amended to where you could have rear view mirror cameras and uh, supplement instead of just mirrors. Um, you can't see over the hood. Because it falls away and you have a massive dashboard in front of you, like a, a Chrysler LH car from the uh, you know, 2000s. <laughs> um, they're going to supplement that with cameras. There's absolutely hoarded rearward visibility. They want to supplement that with cameras. But cameras aren't everything, right? So there's certain things truck guys want. The other thing is, I asked them specifically, why don't you have a DIC in front of the driver? Because it's just like a Model 3. A dash instrument cluster. Right. Obviously, all the trucks have that. You have to be, that to be competitive. Tesla's going with one giant screen. I think there's truck guys who want some of that information in front of them. That's not on a big tablet in the middle of the dash. Um, but there's other innovations that are fascinating. The the solar panel where you could get 15 miles a day just from your tonneau cover being rolled up. The the kneel mode on the suspension where you know you can drop it
0: low enough in the back where you can drive an ATV into the bed. Which I have to pause you here. I spoke with as many people who want that freaking ATV, the quad, yeah. as they you know way more people that I think. In my circle, we're like, "How do I get that freaking quad?" Yeah, right. And I think it looked just like my Raptor. I had a Raptor yeah. 700, uh-huh. and it looked like they had just taken a Raptor and then reskinned it, probably, and then just put an electric motor in it. Yeah, I, I don't know
1: what the, the details are on that. I was, you know, obviously, focused. dude, if he
0: can sell flamethrowers, he can sell he, he, he can, can sell, sell quads. Anything. Clearly, yeah. he's he's a good marketer. And there, the the thing has full skid plating. Although I don't flat. know about I don't know about his ability to uh, speak in front of audiences though. Like, yeah, that that wasn't a great presentation.
1: <laughs> it looked like he maybe was having second thoughts before he walked out, and it something threw him off his game. Uh, anyway, it's got full belly plating, full skid plating. It's smooth on the bottom for arrow and also for off road. Uh, you can lift it up. I mean, it's got it's got a lot of the right things, right? But who's gonna want to wait to charge in for five hundred every five hundred miles down the road? People with
0: trucks who're driving cross country. They want range. They want to have a ten-minute fuel stop, and they want to get back on the road again. But as we've talked about, not everyone. So, for example, me. So when I made my trip to Utah, right, I couldn't have made that trip without, you know, borrowing the Ram truck for work, right? So yeah. I had a diesel, and that was perfect. Pull it. In. That was the only solution that would have worked for that mm-hmm. trip. So this this is not the right vehicle for that. Right. But but uh, three, you know, uh, forty-five weeks a year. I'm doing my normal commute and do need a bed and do need and I would like to be able to go out just to Johnson Valley or whatever which is well within the 500 mile range. Now where would I charge it up? I'll find out. Well know. that's the thing is like I mean, once you get there so we yeah. talked about the Bollinger not
1: being enough range at 200 miles is even 500 miles enough range if There's not a supercharger network nearby if we're going out to the desert. I know maybe, depends where you're starting from. Maybe there's a supercharger network in Barstow or something. You hit it on the way home and grab dinner. So it's possible. You're definitely going in the right direction with this truck. The fact that it had 35s, and by the way, there is some genius in the design that nobody's picking up on. A couple things that were discussed were the reason there's no curves on it is because it's cheaper to manufacture. You don't have to have a giant press. It's all angles and things that can be formed, you know, in right. like a brake press or yeah, something like right. that, not not in a stamping. Also, if it's stainless steel, you don't have to paint it. And so not painting it means they don't have to have a paint shop. And so that saves a ton of cost too, because you're looking at the 39000 and going, well, how are they going to do this? I'm still wondering that myself. They don't have a great track record of introducing a price and then meeting it with their vehicles when they finally come out, mostly because they need the high margin for all the cash flow, because they burn through a lot of cash, right? Right. So I don't know. Um, is it really going to be able to tow, you know, uh, fourteen thousand pounds? All that stuff, and then what I mean, f- maybe for a couple of miles. Well, and stainless steel <laughs> is awfully hard. So what what are you going to do for pe- you know pedestrian crash? That's not going to pass in Europe with those sharp angles on on the front or even the the tailgate in the back, because ped is a huge thing. You want to know why all the cars are getting ugly and look like they have, uh, you know, underbites? That's because. Of the pad, they want you to flip the person up and over where they can go on the hood. That's going to deform a stainless steel hood. I didn't know that. Yeah, look at the Tacoma. The whole reason the Tacoma bumper juts forward is to hit people in the legs to flip them up on the hood. So when they get hit they go high and then they can have a deformable surface to land on.
0: So this one is this is not going to pass crushing by. them and running
1: over them. Oh, yeah. Well right. And it looks absolutely brutal driving and in the daylight, which is kind of crazy. I mean, if you saw the thing coming down the street, you would stop and be like, Whoa. Right. So it's polarizing. But is it a truck? I mean, if it goes if we go off of our what is a truck guidelines, the bed's not separate from the cab. No, I mean, you know, this is an El Camino, right? It's a ute. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a crew cab ute. So I will tell you this. I've had over a month to marinate on the design since I first saw it. I will tell you, I, I gasped audibly when I walked in like, there's no way. This is one version of it. This isn't the truck. This is a joke. And then they're like, no, this is it. And we all looked at each other. There was some people from Motor Trend, and Motor Trend needed a truck expert, and they said, hey, we, we'd like to invite you to come with us. It was great. But it, when I saw it, I will tell you, it was, I, I was speechless. I laughed to myself, like, there's no effing way. But once you start talking to the Tesla engineers and the designers and they start telling you their story and what they're trying to accomplish, you start softening on it. I will tell you at the end of a two-hour visit and talking to Elon and talking to, to Franz, who's the designer, and some other people on the team, I, I was definitely walking away going, hmm, interesting. You weren't sold. I wasn't sold. You were fascinated. But but by the time it rolled out on stage, I can tell you it did not look as radical to me a month later than it did the first time I saw it. still looks radical, right? but I don't hate it because I understand what they're going for. Is it me? No, probably not. But is it an interesting glimpse at the future of what could happen? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, the the windows that broke, Mm -hmm. I was able to – they invited me to drop a lead ball – that's probably the size of a softball. Oh, I figured it was just like polished stainless steel. It was lead? Uh, I mean, you I'm don't just know saying, I don't know Okay. A metal ball. Okay. On a piece of glass, this is supposed to be like gorilla glass on your phone that they've made that's even stronger. So it's a,
0: is the laminates on the outside or between two sheets? Uh,
1: it's all proprietary. We didn't go into gotcha. how the glass is made. This well, is clearly gla- didn't work too well. Well, that's what I'm telling you is it was on a jig and it was perpendicular to the floor on a jig. I went up on a ladder about 15 feet up, maybe 12 feet up. Dropped a hard metal ball all the way
0: down and it bounced. Now, let me ask you though, I got to pause you here. Yep. When I watched the press conference, mm-hmm. and he drops the ball and it's got clamps all the way around that clamp mm-hmm. the glass to this steel fixture. That's what it was. That's, what, that's the same the, thing but I these did. These clamps are clearly spring loaded because the ball hits it and the glass flexes and then bounces. Mm-hmm. The team walks over, they tighten again, they yep. do it, they tighten. Mm-hmm. There's no, There was no flex in the truck. Right, because it's in the window frame. So Correct. So what I'm wondering, and, and
1: I think Elon posted something on Twitter showing them in the studio doing that test, mm-hmm. and it didn't shatter. So what I'm thinking is maybe there's only a finite number of times it can take that impact, number one. Or because the window frame is not square and you're not dropping it dead center, because of those irregular angles, you're off center so you find a weakness in that design. But so
0: it depends on where you hit it. None of this explains away why they didn't try it in advance. No, they did. I just told you they did. They, he posted a video of them doing it
1: oh, ahead of oh, time. Oh,
2: okay, I see. I think it was
1: on his Twitter, um, and, and it didn't break. So, And I did the test myself with the piece of glass, except, again, it was on the jig, and it didn't break. It was phenomenal. They actually shot the glass with a 9mm in testing, and it was bulletproof. And it was just amazing because we're talking about rock chips and all the things that would be susceptible in a sure. truck going off-road or on the highway or anything like that. And then the other thing is, uh, I don't know how far I can get into this, but it wasn't originally going to be stainless steel. Oh, really? Which is interesting. Yeah.
0: What was it going to
1: be? Uh, titanium. And then oh. it changed at the last minute. and I, That's probably as much as I can talk about that. Oh, my God. Without knowing Titanium is pricey. But they're also buying stainless steel and titanium in bulk because of their space projects, right? So wow. it was unveiled, you know, at the te- Tesla Design Studio is actually at Hawthorne Airport, where the Northrop flying wings were designed, mm-hmm. in the big Quanzit hut near SpaceX. It's kind of interesting A history is happening again in that same building. Because I really do think this, this is a historic moment. Uh, another thing that I said in my story was, you know, did you expect it to be a Honda Ridgeline with batteries? Did you expect Tesla to play it safe and work off the same template as Rivian? Uh, has been shopping around. Did you expect a vehicle with more range capability than a Bollinger B2? What did you expect? Because we struggled with that stuff and the reality is uh, Tesla didn't play it safe at all and they got a huge amount of press from it. Will it turn into a business case? I don't know.
0: I don't think anybody knows but I'm banking on the fact that um, you know, there there are a lot of smart guys over there that are my age and younger and I, I, I don't know. I'd be really interested to find out if there are any actual Truck guys over there, traditional truck guys like you or I. And I do consider myself a traditional truck guy. Hell, I just got, I'm, I'm now, I'm almost uh, the owner of a single, I'm easy. almost. Well, this dollar right here, where do you go? <laughs> yeah, where, you lose the dollar already? I there put it is. It under my hand. This right, dollar right. Yep. right here, yep. it's for my 1966. And it is your Christmas present. Exactly. So, I, 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 nothing more than I love than a diesel. Yeah. But, well, I just love the notion of. I love when Uber thrashed the taxi industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I love those types of events, I and don't. this might I th- be
1: one of them. I think the Uber drivers get hosed and the taxi drivers get hosed. I mean, it's more um, convenient. It causes I'm the taxi not... drivers to, to uh, come to grips with technology and things like that, but I still sure. prefer
0: taxis, to be honest with you. Well, I'm not saying that I prefer one or the other, but I like the action of, 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 of innovation, and it forces people to step up.
1: It so, forces the
2: competition
0: to step up. Going back to them
1: making this vehicle, right, and not totally understanding the market, in my opinion, at least not yet. Again, being as wide as a Raptor, except the body goes out to the wheels, rather than the Raptor is wide because the suspension is wide and you have bodywork covering it. Mm-hmm. And how wide is that? It's like 80 inches. Okay. But that's at the bodywork. It's like 79.9. It's wider at the mirror. It's like 86 or something. Okay, The Tesla is... 79.8 inches, so it's right there at the Raptor, except that's the body work width. Right. Right? And the doors go all the way out because you have a really wide cabin. And so- no mirrors. And no mirrors, at least right now in this, in this version. So what about parking? If this is truly made for the urbanite like you, what's going to happen when you can't get out of a tight parking spot or something like that? I mean, those are the types of things to think about. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's 231 uh, inches long. Um, it's about the same wheelbase within a couple, like, an uh, inch or so of, like, F-150, a Ram. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's These it's are all the things that Tesla has to grapple with, though. Right. right. They, the engineers have to reach out to guys like you and say, or they're not even thinking of these things yet, potentially. Or,
1: or maybe they don't reach out to me because I'm not the core customer, so they don't really care what I think.
0: I think they part well, of the thing wait was— wait a minute. Hold on a second. They're making— a four-wheel drive. Now, granted, you can get it in two-wheel or four-wheel drive. Ultimately, yeah, they're making a four-wheel drive vehicle that's got a lot of wheel travel and yeah. it's made for actual off-roading. Uh-huh. It's not. It is not a just a you know a, a UTE. Right. It is. They're trying to appeal to a guy who really wants to. He Elon even said something about Baja, right? He's like, oh, sure. we can take this to. But if I'd like serious. to see them do it, but yeah, yeah, but it's the Baja 1000. Well,
1: normally it's 600. It's Thousand kilometers—the sure. course changes, whatever. Without getting I mean, too clearly, into that. you can't but do it in this you vehicle. You can't do it without having to recharge at some point, right. or swap a battery pack out at some point, or something like that. Right? Um, it's too long. So maybe the Baja 500 or something like that. But um, it'll be interesting. Can you? Re- well, what's the real-world range going to be? And they're talking about having zero to sixty in like two point nine seconds once the new motors get there, and eight hundred horsepower and a thousand pound-feet of torque. I mean, that's insanity. So if you're telling me. Fourteen thousand pounds and thirty five hundred pounds and zero to sixty and two point nine mm-hmm. with thirty fives and can go off road. It's crazy, over a foot of wheel travel. I mean, that's I'm interested. So that's why I don't want to close the door on and go well because it's ugly. I don't want to do it. There's a ton of stuff in this vehicle that if Tesla brings to market will be game changing. So I just we'll we'll see. Uh, I, I-, I agree, and that's why they got my hundred bucks. And I this is how I ended my article. I said ultimately it comes down to this. Is this the vehicle that Tesla can win people over who want to hate the Tesla in the pickup space? Rivian is doing the expected. Rivian is what everyone expected Tesla to do. Tesla is doing everyone one better, at least in terms of thinking freshly. And with an alleged starting price of around $40,000, we are willing to keep our minds open. So I right. think I, I, I haven't closed the chapter on this. Um, it's the F-117, the closest I'll ever get to a uh, stealth fighter <laughs> if I ever get a chance to drive it. And I hope that Tesla has me back uh, to to have more discussions on how to make the vehicle better. Uh, It was really awesome to to be there and be literally one of the first, was there six of us who- I saw the photo of you and what looked like seven people total in the room. Yeah. I mean, we were the first, literally the first people outside of Tesla to touch that vehicle, to see that vehicle, to interact with the glass and the metal body and all that. And it's one of the funniest things is you look at the kids that are growing up. You talked about FMF and having the electric bike from, was it? KTM. KTM. Yep. And my daughter, who's 12, my oldest daughter, she's like, what would you do today, Dad? I said, oh, you know, a billionaire asked me for advice.
2: <laughs> and she goes,
1: do I know them? I'm like, you, yeah, you do. Eventually, when I was able to tell her about it and show her the picture of Elon and I and, and some of the guys, she's like, oh, my God, my dad gave advice to Elon Musk. And she was, like, telling all of her friends. And it's like the celebrities that we think of are celebrities – Elon is the to, is that to these kids these days who are growing up, and so Tesla's a big deal to the up and coming generation. So they may not even care about us. They may need us to help them make it viable until our kids start driving because they all covet Teslas. Right. It's at least the kids that that My I'm seventeen year to.
0: old, wants a Tesla. Yeah. I'm not, He has no. And so I, we were out working on his Scion yesterday. Uh-huh. And I was telling him, I was teaching him how to. Man, we we should handle this in a different show because I have totally failed as a father. He doesn't know how to change a tire. Yeah. That's I mean, the no, first I'm, thing I'm going to make my kid do is change a no, tire. No, listen to me. I feel I, – it almost makes me tear up. Like, I totally effed up. My 13-year-old uh, – he's now 14, sorry. Your 14-year-old. He, my 14-year-old will will will, will – he'll know. He's a little more mechanical. My seventeen year old is all about Apple products and all about um uh a great user interface, and he can figure out anything electronically, but when it comes to like wrenching and anything with his hands, can't do it no, yeah, he can't do it. he's got pretty hands, you know, yeah, and i and so I was out well, there he could be a hand model I mean uh, he could be so he wants a Tesla he wants the little is it the s is the small one no, oh, the
1: three the three, sorry the three.
0: And I thank God just,
1: you did not know the answer to that. I would have started worrying about you.
0: Yeah, no, I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of truck tread just came back.
0: So I, I uh, he wants it, and I'm like, but, uh, he has no interest. And yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. And I realized that early on, every time I didn't have the patience, like I would say, here, can you help me with something? And I would hand him the wrench. And he would start doing it wrong, and I would say, nah, it's okay. I'll just do it. I didn't have the patience. Well, and, I, that's, and, and I screwed up. That is a up. fail on your part. Absolutely. Huge yeah. fail. Huge fail. And, and I will always I will always be punished for it because I don't see him being mechanically inclined but that's in okay my lifetime. Because not every kid is mechanically inclined.
1: I understand. But everybody should have the basic skills that if they're stranded somewhere, they should have the ability and to And that's literally so, why. That, that's just being.
0: I did it yesterday. Self, I, you know, dependent on yourself. I said, Litz, where's your jack? And yeah. he goes, I don't know. Is it by the spare tire? It turns out it was under the. Front Freaking seat. front seat,
1: yeah. which is pretty common on a lot of Japanese cars. Okay, like well,
0: yeah. I, I didn't know it, so yeah. we found it. Super duties,
1: I think, have it under the front seat too. Okay, yeah. so
0: we we did it. We jacked it up, and turns yeah. out I'm glad we did because we didn't have the right. Because uh, I have aftermarket wheels on it, yeah. of course, so, right? So lug nuts are different size. So and the, the wheel I
1: probably changed it where the L of the wrench wouldn't make it without hitting the tire.
0: Uh, no, that was fine. Okay. It was a um, uh, the the lug wrench was too wide between the socket and the. The hole the socket oh. goes into, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, and it was the wrong size. I needed yeah. a 19 mil, and with the, I think the uh, the sign came with like a 21. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, so now I got to go get him a, another, you know, a deep, thin wall or, or whatever. So I need deep, a real yep. thin, yep, deep, yep. thin wall, exactly. But the point is that, that that sucked yesterday. Like that sucked when I realized that my son, I am so passionate about this stuff. Look, if you handed me a transmission right now, Holman, I I wouldn't know what to do. I would I would muddle through it. Yeah, but if you got you a fl- rebuild flat tire it, on
1: the way somewhere, you could. fix I it. I could you do can any do of that. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: I can do. I do. I did all the electrical and all of my vehicles. So, you know, but I don't know how I got on this topic, but I felt like I needed to vent because it sucks and well, I really screwed uh, up. So, I'm sorry that you're a horrible father. Yeah, right. <laughs> and here I am admitting that I you're, threw down 100 bucks for a Tesla. We, and you're talking
1: about the next generation, but you're not doing anything to introduce the next generation to the things that we love. Well, I
0: so. I i it, so I do. I take both kids to Carson Coffee. Okay. I every time the Good. hood's up, I'm explaining but do where thing is. Do you, What's
1: that? Do either of them care? N- not yet. Hmm. And I don't they I may come around though. I, I I don't know, hopefully. So I you know, listen, there, there's there's a little we could talk for hours about this. It was a crazy week. I think everybody's still processing what this thing is. Thank you, internet, because the memes have been outrageous. It was awesome. <laughs> Um, it was five of us. Wait, by the way, did, wait,
0: did you see the one that I created? Uh, which one was was that? Oh, the... I hold on. I I I got it. Reel it in. Okay. I didn't create it. I posted it. Okay. Henry in my office. God bless okay. him. One of our graphics guys. Was it the SEMA truck one? Nope. Cyber truck nuts. Oh, I did see Cyber truck nuts. <laughs> yes. Uh, memes so, were so, awesome. D- but did you say they were very polygonal? They, they were. Yes. They were. Which
1: was what was funny <laughs> about them. They look like uh, like one of those perfume bottles, like the egg perfume bottles, the faceted. Yes. You yes. know. Yes. Uh, anyway, we had so a lot of shares. There were five of us who uh, who went, and so it was uh, myself, Kim Reynolds from uh, Motor Trend, Christian Sebaugh from Motor Trend, Ed Lowe from Motor Trend, and Mark Williams, who freelanced from Motor Trend, used to run pickuptrucks.com and was one of the first people to run Truck Trend. So that was our group. That was just us five. And it was really hard not to tell people that we had a chance to do that. I'm going to see if I can get uh, Franz or maybe Elon on our show. It's a long shot. Those guys are busy. I don't know that they... If they value what we do, um, but they might say, you know what, we want to get out in front of the real truck uh, you know, audience and talk about this vehicle and what our thoughts are. So I, I'm looking forward to extending the invite to see if we can get them on the show. Because I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool.
0: That'd be fascinating. Fascinating. Well, so there you go. I, I would like to hear if anybody else did what I did. I'm really yeah, curious. I wonder how Could many people put anyone? down a deposit. And yeah. I'd
1: also want to know what your initial reactions were when you first saw it, because I posted. On, uh,
0: on the Truck Show Podcast Facebook page, and it blew the heck up. Yeah, so Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail message. It might be easier if you're in the car. 657-205-6105. That's 657-205-6105. Look, telling you guys this, I know I'm going to get heat. It's bad enough I drive a freaking lowered Mini Cooper. Like, I get it. But... I'm also the owner, potentially the owner of a '66 Chevy, so I don't know <laughs> if I if I won. You're cred very confused. Or I am, but I just love. Here's, is it? Bad? I just love vehicles. By the way, I just here's love vehicles, a- and I and I used to say I only love vehicles with petrol-powered vehicles, but apparently that may not be true. I, I, don't, know. I don't know.
1: At truck underscore fever, friend uh, Jordan Mulbauer wrote, "Funny guys, <laughs> when we posted, it's yeah. like uh, it's real." Nah, I'm gonna stick with my at Rivian official. Interesting. Mm. I thought he was joking. That was from uh, at uh, Hawaiian, uh, at Duchess Actual, uh, says, everyone stay calm and keep two things in mind. One, remember how much concept vehicles change and die before they're actually produced. And two, remember how smart and brilliant a company Tesla is. Far too smart of a company to fail to realize this won't sell. It'll be changed for sure. So lots of comments on at Truck Show Podcast. Uh, Keep them coming. I want to know what you guys think or shoot us an email if you want us to uh, talk to you or uh, talk about your point of view. And, uh, you know, all you have to say is, What the
0: truck?
2: What the truck?
0: Okay, I feel like I can redeem myself. You know how? How? I have a new friend, and I think you're going to like him. He's a YouTuber. A lot of people know him. Okay. Duramax Rhino. His name is Ryan. I want you to dial. All right, here we go. Hello? Ryan, Lightning, and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. What's What's happening?
5: How's it going?
0: Fantastic. Don't move. we got to play a real quick intro.
2: (laughs) Yo! truck
5: show <laughs> who this who this who the hell is this a truck show interview you don't want to miss we talked to top dogs <laughs> in the industry how'd you blow up how'd you come to be? who this who did this <laughs> truck show represent
0: I don't know if that intro fits uh is he but is is Ryan hip-hop or is he rock I don't know uh Ryan is his own
1: person okay and I've it. seen his uh YouTube channel and it is like I I, I could get lost. If I had that many hours in the day, mm-hmm. I could get lost watching all the stuff they do. I think you would kill yourself binge-watching, like you no, don't have sure. enough hours. No, I, you know, it would probably make me skinny because I wouldn't want to uh, leave the
0: television to go get food.
5: <laughs> oh, you, Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Ryan,
0: how did you – first off, why D-Max Rhino? That's your YouTube channel handle, right? How did that come yes, around? Yes,
5: sir. Well, so kind of my uh, – I work in construction, so kind of my, my job site nickname was Rhino, obviously a derivative of Ryan. And I drive a Duramax, so it just became a, a thing. D Max Rhino put them together. It stuck.
0: And did you start the videos? You have 400 and I think 37 or 457 videos so far. Can I just go over a is, couple of the titles, just yeah. just so
1: people get an idea of what's on the side. Sure, sure, please. How about uh, I'm leaving my truck in Vegas, right? Or uh, I <laughs> well, took we're gonna get to that story. Oh, right, by I way. know, I know. <laughs> or I took my SEMA truck in the mud. Yeah, which is awesome. Or non-truck guy reviews viewer trucks, which is pretty awesome. Love too. That no, I mean you can, literally. There's all sorts of stuff in here. Uh, my brakes went out. <laughs> mean,
0: is, <laughs> okay, so here's all right.
1: And hold on, this right. one is seems to be uh, completely uh, off. Well, you know, let Ryan talk about all the craziness. Well, going so on here's here. the
0: thing: if you haven't seen D Mac Trino on YouTube or Instagram, wherever, he is just a dude. He is just the friendliest, outgoing, positive guy who's just, he's hes not just showing you one part of his life, which is just the truck, the Duramax, but his construction, his friends, like all of it. And he really brings you into his life as a lot do of people. do. you YouTubers feel like your buddies do, but now? You, yes. And I, do, I mean, I've met him only once in person, but I feel like- I feel like you need more of him no, in your life. I feel like we should go have a beer after we're done talking. Like
1: he's <laughs> a rad Ryan, dude. where are you? Your San Diego phone number. You're down in uh, California with us, huh?
5: Yeah, I'm not too far from you guys. About two hours away, I'd say. All right, how about let's meet in uh, Carlsbad,
1: and we'll uh,
0: we'll have a beer. <laughs> oh,
1: Carlsbad yeah, we'll, is nice. We'll see you right after. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
5: So, how did you get started,
0: Ryan, doing videos? So I mean, you're in construction, you're a contractor, you're building, you know, million-dollar homes, stuff like that, and all of a sudden, you pick up a camera, and go, "I'm going to talk about my truck." It seems
5: weird. Well, so believe it or not, I've been on YouTube since 2006. YouTube was actually created in 2005, so I've I've kind of been on since. The very beginning but it was more so videos of me and my buddies riding dirt bikes at the desert and it was just for us to kind of share uh the weekend that we had it wasn't really meant to be out to the public or for anybody else to watch it was just kind of to, to keep between ourselves and i would say probably about four years ago i decided let me try and take this youtube thing seriously um i've got a truck bill that's going on and i kind of like to I like to show more of the real life of things. So a lot of people show the, the big flashy stuff that they have in life, but they don't show what they do to get to it. So I kind of wanted to bring that that part of uh, my life to the YouTube channel, to where you will see, you know, my SEMA truck, but you'll also see me in a ditch with a shovel. Like I'm not ashamed of what I do to be able to afford the things that I afford.
0: If you had been at a campsite, you're at uh, Wash 13 and, uh, and and you know Glamis. And are you and sure it's not Glamis? It's not Glamis. No, not like uh, not like Emmy. Emmy says. No, <laughs> Emmy Hall. She's like it's Glamis. I'm like, I'm like what? no, no, Stop it's it. Glamis. Okay, Rodeo I, yeah, Drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, anyway, moving anyway, right along. So you're 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 sitting around the campfire with your your friends, and you said someday I'm gonna have a quarter million people that see everything I do online. Wouldn't that just have blown you away? No, they, your friends would have laughed at you, but now you have more than a quarter million people. Who see everything you post? Is that weird?
5: It's uh, it's something we still get. We're still not used to. Um, SEMA was a was a big eye opener. Sometimes we'll go to these truck events and we'll have people come up to us and say they watch the channel, which is like the coolest thing in the world to me. And being that I'm able to bring my friends on the channel now, which are becoming other people's friends through the channel. I mean, I'm not everybody's favorite person. I can either either you love me or hate me, but there might be somebody else on my channel that you enjoy more than me. So That's being why there's able to two of us on the show. Along,
0: yeah, a lot of people go. hate <laughs> me and they love Holman. or first set, right.
5: <laughs> so being able to bring my friends along and then even bringing them to SEMA with me this year gave them that, that experience as well. People were coming up, wanting pictures with them, not even me. So it's still something we're not used to. It's the coolest thing in the world, and we are very appreciative of every single viewer that watches our videos. That's
1: got to be awesome that you start, you know, started this as your own deal. You brought your friends, and you're watching them sort of, I don't know, blossom. Bl- blossom was, yeah, I was gonna say blossom, and I thought that's a really wor- weird uh, word to say in front of a bunch of truck guys, but but really that's what it is, and, and it's kind of seeing their success is something that is, uh, you know, an adjunct of what you were doing. It's pretty cool.
5: Well, it's always something I've said from the beginning. I've always wanted to bring my friends with me. So no matter what it was, how successful the channel got, whatever it may be, I want to bring my friends with me. So in terms of even getting parts and sponsorships and all that, I turn down a lot of stuff just because it doesn't fit my truck or it just doesn't fit my style, but it might fit one of theirs. And a lot of companies are willing to work with them as well just because they're on the channel. So being able to kind of share that around, uh, it's just cool, man. I, I love what I do.
0: Now, you mentioned when you were at SEMA, it was an eye-opener. Uh, eye D- tell me why.
5: We've never had that big of a a response to the channel. Last year at SEMA, the channel was, I think we had just broke 100,000 subscribers. Um, so this year being 230-something-plus subscribers or 1,000 subscribers, it just the the amount of people that came out just to go to SEMA just to hope that they would run into us, that was just a huge eye-opener to us. We, had, we were in the Anzo booth this year. With uh, just a lower Tahoe we built, something I didn't even plan on doing. And even the guys at Anza were saying the amount of people coming up looking for you guys has been insane. So it, it was just, it was cool. I mean, really this year we wanted to focus on meeting more people. Just kind of less about looking at all the trucks, but more about the relationships and running the, to fans and running into, you know, just people we've talked to over the years, like, like yourself. And it, it was just, it was an eye-opener as to how many people are so receptive to the channel. Because to me, I'm just a big bumbling idiot on camera. And I, I'm still not sure why people watch, but I'm glad they do.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's that attitude right there. It's that you're you're self effacing. I mean, you self deprecating, but you're you're a real dude.
5: Well, I, I try not to edit out when I screw up. And I have no problem I mean, you could read through the comment sections on most of my videos. I'm wrong a lot of the time. And what I like about the comment section is if I say something wrong, somebody's gonna clarify it in the comments and then you're gonna get the right information either way. But I'm not afraid to put that in there because, well, we're not perfect. And I learned a lot from the comment sections, you know, it, it, it just like everybody else does. And the problem with YouTube nowadays is there's a lot of fake out there. Most of it's fake. You'll see a lot of fake pranks. You'll see a lot of fake surprises. There's just a lot of fake out there. And I don't want to do that. Um, I'm sure the channel would be ten times bigger if we did that. But I'd rather stay true to our core. And we're just a couple of dudes out there, you know. Most of us work construction. The other half of us are in the military. And we just enjoy trucks.
0: So the Duramax thing, D Max Rhino. Now you also have a Ford OBS, and you're so you're Correct. not you're not Duramax exclusive. It's just in the title and your moniker, right? But you you love trucks across the board,
5: right? Correct. I mean, I've always been a, a GM guy. My first truck was a, a 1500 Silverado, and then the the two trucks after that were both Duramaxes. But at the same time, I I love classic Fords. I've always said about 97s when Ford stopped making a good truck, um, which is very debatable and I'm sure a hot topic. Can we though, take
1: uh, uh, a moment of silence for the OBS Fords? All right, I feel better now. <laughs> we, we pulled in today and now there's an OBS F350 Dually in the parking lot of Motor Trend. Which I was selling and, and Lightning over. goes, what is that? I'm like, that's KJ's truck. KJ from Diesel Power and it's a 7.3. I had no idea he owned and, that and thing. I'm like, that's your friend KJ's truck. <laughs> I just, for
0: whatever reason, I didn't
1: I know no he idea. owned that sucker. Yeah.
5: gorgeous damn no, anyway. they're, they're, they're definitely beautiful trucks um and i have a soft spot uh, i've owned two of them i've owned three ford trucks i've owned three gm trucks so even though i'm Duramax or dmax right now I, I do appreciate an old ford truck all my old work trucks have been ford trucks so I, I definitely do have an appreciation for them and i mean we're currently looking at buying like a 2020 f450 so i, I can't say we're as exclusive as i was like i would like to be but you know my, my brand loyalty still kind of stands with with gm
0: now so the the 2020 tell me more about that decision
5: uh i cannot stand the interior on the new 2020 gm trucks um obviously the So
0: ryan that's holman saying that because he has been saying so holman has you know he worked for truck trend he runs the truck group here at motor trend so he gets an inside look at these, at all the new trucks months before you, I, or anybody else gets to see them. And he's been saying that for months, going, the new GM could have stepped up this new interior to match everyone else's, and Ram and Ford just rolled right over GM.
5: Oh, yeah. Well, it almost seems like a step backwards from the current. I have the 2016 body style, and it almost seems like they took a step backwards from the interior of my truck.
1: Funny that you say that because my whole thing has been if you're a – previous gen owner and you didn't cross shop ram or some of the other great interiors out there and you went to the new truck because you're just brand loyal and that's all you're gonna do you'd be like oh cool new interior it looks nice but for anybody who sees all the trucks it's like "Mm, dude missed opportunity because that truck chassis wise and all your performance wise great truck but man that interior just is nowhere close so hearing you Having owned the previous generation and still not liking it sort of blows my theory out of the water, and that makes it even worse, I think, for uh, GM on that standpoint.
5: Well, and then, I mean, even the the exterior missed the mark on a lot of places. Um, the Chevy front end, obviously, everybody's been going crazy over. It. The GMC wheel wells that make it almost impossible to fit any decent-sized tire without <laughs> yeah, a monstrous right. lift, which it's still kind of, you know, I enjoy the monstrous lift, so that wouldn't stop me. But just having all those elements, I know we can make the exterior look good. But you can't put a new dash in it. You know, you could change the interior colors and you could change the seats and all that. But you can't put a new dash in it to where it would be worth the money. So that's what's kind of making me shop around. And uh, I'm soon to go look at a Dually Ram and check those out. I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of between that and the Ford.
0: Yeah. Now, Holman, you you lean towards the Ram, right? I mean, you're driving one right now. but Yeah. You've... But I no, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty
1: brand agnostic because I drive everything. Obviously the RAM is an incredible truck. Uh, the new Fords are, are great, especially with the updated sync system. Obviously, I mean I love Nissan I, has a great interior. I'm that, driving R eighteen right now and it's yeah. been
0: great at work and I yeah. love the sink, is it is great. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: but I you know, and again, Nissan has a great interior and nobody you know, it's like the truck nobody knows about. If you go to sit inside a Nissan, it's awesome. Uh, Toyota, I think that they're really old on the inside, and I don't think they've you know kept up. That's a really old truck. Uh, and then you go to, I mean, what's left? The, the Chevys and the GMCs, it's like the tech is good, the camera tech, but then there's, you know, the clarity of the screen, even with all the cameras that are available, isn't great. And then the way they design the center stack, the way the vents are vertical next to the uh, the display, they have to redesign the whole center stack if they want to go to a wider display, and because of where the climate control is, they have to lower that to get a taller display. So they sort of, like, landlock themselves in there. And again, the the... Uh, materials, the leather's not as nice as some of the other trucks out there. Uh, I think the seating surfaces in the Nissan and the Ram are much better. Uh, the high-end Fords much better. Uh, it's just, it's just really disappointing And the way that the the dash is like straight up and down, falls away. Depending on the truck, if you don't have a console, it's really awkward. Like how much dash there is, right? And I, they, I like they made it just
5: the like the Jeeps is what it looks like to me. It looks just like a Jeep. The way the Jeep is super straight up and down, and to yeah. me, I've always hated that about a Jeep. Yeah,
1: it's just one of those things where it's just so, so, wow, you guys were this close. And <laughs> and the fact that you can be in four different GMs, whether it's a Chevy or a GMC with a black interior, and there's no difference. If you go into a different trim level of, of Nissan, a different trim level of the Ford, especially a different trim level of the Ram, you know exactly what trim level and what truck you're in. They're completely different. The Ram is probably leads the industry with really changing up the inside of their trucks. GM, it's like the Chevy and the GMC other than the badge on the steering wheel are identical, except for you get it to like the AT4 and Denali where they have brown on the black seats. And you're like, ooh.
0: Yeah, oh, not, way, a, not w- a big enough change. Way,
1: way to really differentiate. I mean, <laughs> we've been on tests where we had four of the Chevys or GMs, you know, GMs two GMCs and two and Chevys. you couldn't tell did, them apart? And we would literally be like, wait, what truck am I in? Because they all look the same. Whereas you go in the Rams and you're like, I know exactly. I'm in the Rebel right now. I'm in the Limited right now. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you got to really pick up your game because the the truck market is there's a lot of effort being put in out there, and uh, I just feel like on the interior, GM missed the boat, and it's a shame because the truck is a good truck.
5: Well, and the problem is now everybody's spending eighty, ninety, a hundred plus thousand dollars on this truck. They're yep. going to be less willing to settle as the old days when a truck was thirty, forty grand.
0: Hundred percent. Ryan, tell me about what happened to your Duramax on the way to SEMA as you were towing your mom's Tahoe that you built for the show?
5: Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because, like I said earlier, we weren't really planning on doing anything for SEMA this year. I spent a ton of money last year. um, And, you know, like anybody, I got to make more money back before I can just jump into another full build. We got the opportunity to do the Tahoe. It was a very budget build, so I was excited to bring it. Um, But most people were excited to go to SEMA knowing that I was towing the Tahoe with my Denali, so they were, Going to be able to see it if they haven't previously seen it. So we tow out there. toes just fine. Um, Everything went great. It was. It's about a five six hour drive for us. We get to the actual convention center. We unload the Tahoe, take it inside. After that enjoyable debacle, then we go back out. I jump in my truck and I notice uh, it starts pinging a couple lights. The trailer brake system, the stabilo track system, a couple other the rear park assist system had come up and you know i'm like all right well this is kind of strange maybe it's something to do with the trailer and it's readjusting or whatever we drive down the street everything goes off i'm thinking great no issue uh these trucks can get finicky sometimes we go to drop the trailer off and upon dropping the trailer off disconnecting it as i'm pulling away every time i turn the steering wheel about an eighth turn to the left every single light comes back on whoa what? christmas tree oh huh? yeah christmas came early <laughs> yeah exactly you turn the wheel back to dead center everything goes right back off. If you turn it beyond an eighth, everything goes back off until you get back to the, there was like that one tick mark at about 10 o'clock on your clock there on the steering wheel would set everything off. So I, once we get back to the hotel, I'd look underneath there. I figure something's got to be tugging right at that angle. There's got to be a wire or something that's moving. Something's grounding
1: um, out or something
3: like that. It, or... it,
5: exactly. But being in a valet spot at a hotel in, in Vegas, it's not exactly the ideal time to start looking through stuff. But, There was nothing that I saw visually. There was no pinch wire. Everything was free. Everything had slack. So I figured, all right, maybe in the morning this will reset itself. You know, like I said, these these trucks can get weird with the computers. Going out in the morning, we go to drive off. Now it's an eighth to the left or an eighth to the right. Sets it off. We stop for breakfast. We get back in the truck. Now, anytime you hit a bump, anytime you turn, no matter what you do, it starts going off. And every time one of these lights comes on, it's three dings. So you can imagine every about one to two seconds you get three dings
2: and oh if God. nothing no, makes no you want money. to shoot
5: yourself more it Ugh. is that so i figure all right we got to get this looked at well all of a sudden i go to press the brakes and the truck decides it's going to accelerate upon no the dude yeah on its own and it's like a quick enough blip on the throttle that like you can get on the brakes and kind of control it but it's still like you're kind of second guessing that's just a whole lot of wrong right there now you're up on yeah. 40s too right Oh yeah, this they don't stop that quick.
2: <laughs>
5: so you gotta you gotta be careful with that. So it does that once or twice, and I'm like, this is crazy, no way. Um, we were about to go to the convention center for SEMA. I said, nope, I'm not driving this thing. There's a dealership three miles from the hotel. Let's just take it straight to the dealership. By the way,
1: what does that uh, dealership look like during SEMA week?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was not it was not bad. It was uh it was it's a big dealership. I give them their very nice dealership, all indoors. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a nice setup that they had there. All right. But on the way to the dealership, there was a nice big stretch of road in front of, the, uh, in front of the dealership. I said, let me try and replicate the accelerating on its own. That way I can explain it to them or see if it goes away. Because, you know, when you pull into a new dealership, all of a sudden everything's great. So I go to step on the brakes at about 20 miles an hour. This time the truck does like a two to three second throttle pull on its own
2: oh no wow
5: yeah i don't know if you've ever you know i don't even like cruise control because i like being that much in control of the vehicle and this was like a whole nother level of not supposed to happen so we dropped the truck off at the dealership this i made sure um for those of you guys that have big lifted trucks that are heavily modified some dealerships want nothing to do with them so i made sure that they would work on it they said yes they've done sema vehicles they've done big lifted trucks like they're not afraid to tear into it or do whatever they got to do and uh, they called me the next morning, saying, "Hey, we scanned it. There's 26 codes coming up." <laughs> was <laughs> Which, that a new record? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. That's not a record I've, uh, I've ever won. Ryan, to you've
0: won the prize.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, at what point did Seriously? GM's lawyers call you and
1: say, "Well, we need to have a talk"?
0: <laughs> right.
5: Well, that's that's kind of what I was expecting. Was uh, yeah, there's 26 codes coming up. Uh, We've seen what you've done with the exhaust. We need to have a talk. Exactly. (laughs) Ryan, we've got something for you. (laughs) 26 codes, ladies and gentlemen. Come on down.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
5: So on top of that, they said 26 codes. Oh, by the way, the computer's locking us out. We can't do anything about it.
1: Whoa. Now, wait a minute. So by the way, uh, were you looking at your ring doorbell at the dudes in suits and crowbars with GM on their lapel (laughs) on your front door down in uh, San Diego somewhere?
5: Well, you know that that missile that fell off from my truck is it disappeared somewhere. I don't know what happened to it. It was in Mexico, I'm not sure. <laughs> but it, it was uh it was strange when I heard they're locked out of the computer. It it didn't really make sense to me. But then at the same time, like the truck has been tuned, I could see that something could just go haywire like that. That maybe, or they just didn't want to work on it. So, luckily at SEMA, um, all the big names are there, including the tuners. And I was able to speak to uh, PVEI, who we've done work with on the truck. And uh, Corey told me it does not sound like it's a tuning thing. It sounds like it's got... Because that was what I was worried was something in the tune went weird because I'd never switched my tunes, but I had switched it for this trip to a tow tune. And I thought maybe something got weird. Maybe something got fried. And at this point, we're going to really be in trouble. But Corey had said it, it sounds more like a sensor issue. So being at SEMA and the trucks in a dealership, there wasn't a whole lot we could go test ourselves. I was afraid if I took the truck out of the dealership, I was going to lose my eight days of free storage that they gave me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a couple simple tests might've helped us figure it out in Vegas. But like I said, I, I just knew if I pulled it out, it was, it was, there was probably no way they're going to let me keep it there. And we had so much going on at the convention center. We didn't really have time to go do that. Unfortunately, we had to leave Vegas, leave the truck there. Um, we got in touch. Well, they yeah, actually got me in touch with uh, Watches Freight. Who? Oh yeah, hey. our buddy Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jesse's just, been on the show a few took times. Took care of me. Yep. Good very guy. cool. And uh, yeah, we were we were looking at a very expensive bill to have somebody from San Diego go out to Vegas to get it. And uh, Jesse ended up taking care of me real well. So that that oh, helped. Good. Uh, oh, plug
1: for Watches Freight. Like it.
5: There you go. Yeah. So that, that that made it easier. But they couldn't get the truck out of Vegas for. Four days after I left. So I don't like leaving my stuff there. I don't like not being the guy watching when my stuff's getting loaded on a trailer. Yeah, but, there's a little but, piece of your soul that dies uh, when that I mean, happens. I, that,
0: so it was crazy. So I had a lift to lift a dually, and it was up on a 12 inch lift, and and we had to. You mean you don't you don't you don't I, have that anymore? I have a new truck that we just. Announced <laughs> no, you prior don't to have it yet. No, I don't Look have it yet. Look at the yes. dollar on I, the desk. Know, I know. Well, <laughs> Ryan wasn't part of that conversation. Yeah, I know. Well, He'll hear we'll about right that along. soon enough. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I got a '66 <laughs> Chevy, dude. I got one of our listeners. Eight lug long bed. One nice. of our listeners just for dollar, and it's a big yeah. window. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I sold and by my... big
1: window I mean you can see through the body
0: panels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: Sad, sad but true. So my Julie went on a uh, low boy to Minneapolis from LA to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I couldn't be there. So I had my wife, I, my uh, friend of mine who does detailing. I had my kids. I I needed to have a whole like load of people out there shooting video as the as the truck driver loaded it up because I was freaked. So I know what you were feeling.
5: Oh yeah. Well, and then the cool thing again about the reach of the channel, I was getting people messaging me on Instagram as they were seeing the truck hauling my truck down the road. That was rad. That people were just randomly sending me videos to kind of keep me updated as they were spotting it. That's a lot, That's a lot of people who have traffic your traffic back, dude. Yeah, it, it's a it's a cool community. Like I said, meet just meeting everybody. You know, we had a guy the other day send a full uh, Corbin Atac exhaust, which is a twelve hundred dollar exhaust, to my buddy West. For free, didn't even charge him shipping just because he had it laying around at his house. I said, Hey man, this will probably sound rad on your truck. I want to send it to you.
0: Oh, that is cool.
5: So it's a, it's a cool thing. But back to the truck, we we get it back home to San Diego. We hook it up to uh, my buddy Zach's got a, he, he's our mechanic. He's the one that actually built the truck for me. He hooked it up to a snap on scanner and sure enough, well, there was as many codes as you can count popping up. He said, Well, it's probably your hub. Um, just order two new hubs and we'll just swap them both. That way, you know, you're on 40s. And with the wide offset so it can now, happen. What,
0: why was he thinking it was the hub? Like, how would that throw all those codes? Especially
1: well, so lock up your computer. Standard, like, the wheel
0: speed sensor in the hub, and then
1: it was registering a different speed front and rear, freaking it out, or what?
5: That's exactly what I think was going on. Um, the code was showing it was the wheel speed sensor up front. Okay. So, typically, from Zach's experience, if the sensor's going out, it's because something's getting wonky in the hub. And at that point, you just replace the hub for you know, 100-something bucks or yeah. whatever it is, and you're good to go. So he told me to order a couple hubs, and I'm like, well, you know what, let's jack it up so we can show really on video what it would look like when your hub is bad, when you have that yeah, play in for your sure. wheel.
2: Yeah, especially so on a sealed to, hub.
5: Right, so we go to jack it up. He starts wiggling it, and there's no play. And we're like, well, I guess it's not the hub. And huh. within about 30 seconds, he's got his razor blade out. He's cutting all the wiring open. And when we lifted the truck, um, Bulletproof actually built the custom coilover setup for it. So it was built up at Bulletproof. They had to extend the wheel speed or the ABS wires in the front. And when they had cut the uh, insulation off the wire, they had nicked the wire a little deep.
2: Oh. So
5: just over time of it vibrating and moving back and forth. Losing the signal. Right, right, as, he, yep, right as he cut it open, the wire sprung out, and it was broken completely off.
0: So... It caused you some money and time and headache and a lot of uh, inner turmoil here. Could have been worse, though. But, yeah, I mean, it could have been way worse.
5: Oh, it could have been. The the accelerating on its own was the thing that scared me. You know, I was out there with my girlfriend. She's sitting in the truck with me. You know, God forbid anything bad happened with the truck doing that. Yeah, you know, for the the price of the tow home, it wasn't cheap. But compared to the fact that we used about $0.10 worth of solder and fixed it that night, and it's good to go, (laughs) it's brand new. Like, I'm definitely not complaining. That's for sure. It could have been a lot more expensive.
0: Can you imagine having a self driving car? Like you just had it you just had a self driving car that went haywire. Like this just <laughs> yeah. decide well, it was doing what it wanted to without your input. Like can you imagine yeah. not having a steering wheel and getting in a car and just letting it take you wherever? Yeah, and then it starts doing whatever snags it wants stuff, to do. Something there's a bad wire or something, oh, the sensor. Man. Oh, yeah.
1: Well,
5: that's the problem. I mean, you look at a vehicle that doesn't have nearly as many computers as those cars do. And it takes one little—we're talking a wire of the thickness of a speaker wire—to yeah. throw the whole system haywire like that. And there's
1: not any—you know—backup in the sense that, uh, like, uh, there's redundancy in controls on an airplane or something like that, right? Like triple redundancy exactly. on, on a car. There's not like a—you would think because the computer is pulling information from all four wheel sensors, you would think, oh, well, it's going to get the information from the back two and the other front one. And and figure out oh, okay this one's bad and then alert you but that's not really how it works,
5: or it should at least go into a limp mode to not yeah. allow you to stop right or right. warn that's you make you plow into a wall well there's that
0: too <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine though if he lurches through like a, a line of schoolchildren or something yeah, that like, would be bad
5: ugh, oh yeah no it's it's it was a, a scary situation in the very beginning and to the point of where we're going to go through and we're going to rewire every sensor going to every wheel just to make sure we don't deal with that anymore. Yeah, the last and, thing and you want to do is hand those,
1: hand those keys off to somebody who's not yeah. aware, and then it starts doing a you know, Christmas tree theatrics on the old uh, DIC.
0: Yeah, I mean, 12 bucks in in wire and like 6 bucks in Harbor Freight shrink tubing. (laughs) Yeah, uh, (laughs) right. And you're good to go,
1: right? Hey, there's some some
0: things you should get from Harbor Freight, and shrink tubing's fine. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So wait, um, Ryan, that's not the only thing that happened in Vegas. I saw some fresh ink in the form of tattoos. Tell me about Work For It tattoos, and then that dovetails us into your apparel line, which I want to tell people about.
5: Yes, uh, we, uh, I don't know how I really got drugged into this bet, but <laughs> this, uh, so my, my buddy Wes, who, uh, you know, if anybody watches the channel, you'll meet Wes. We call him the hardest working man on the channel. He proposed to Lacey Blair, which um, should be a pretty popular name out there.
0: Now, she is one of the recent additions to the Diesel Brothers show on Discovery.
5: Correct, correct. You know, awesome. She's super cool. She's super rad. Um, now, super now how did they meet? Well, I was gonna yeah.
0: say, is, is, is do they know each other, or is this like, was it a gag, and you put him up to it, or I don't even, did, do they know each other?
5: <laughs> no. So the first within the first thirty seconds of him meeting her it was this. Year at SEMA. He got on a knee, proposed with a fifteen dollars Amazon ring that he had uh, primed to him right before he left for Vegas, and it could not have gone off greater. He had mentioned he he wanted to do it. He thought it would be kind of cool, kind of funny. Not sure how she would take it. I didn't anticipate he was actually going to follow through with it. Um, and but there's a whole video of it on my channel. But it was uh, it went over so well. It kind of kind of threw the internet a little haywire because not everybody's not sure if it's real. Um, everybody's been a, kind of fighting for West leaving comments on Lacey's channel, on her Instagram, what? saying how great of a guy Wes is. You should really consider him. <laughs> um, again, going back to our subscribers wow. and our followers and our fans. like They are awesome, and they will fight for us. It's the coolest thing. So, no, I'm, I'm right. happy to
1: have you as a friend now because uh, if my wife ever dumps me and I'm in need of uh, some help, I'm <laughs> going to your people.
0: Yep, you got Wingman. We now, could try. Well, so wait, did, was he just a fan of her from – her? I know she's got a lot of uh, social media followers, and, she, of course, she's on – the, uh, on Diesel Brothers' show, was he just a fan, or did he know her at all?
5: No, he has never met her. Um, he was just kind of, I mean, He's like, look he, at this hot blonde on the, TV, I'm going to meet
1: her and propose. There's three, there's three ways that can go. Exactly. <laughs> Creepy stalker, totally joke and funny, or amazing it was meant to be, and she says yes, and then that's, they're off to
5: the races. So uh, a little behind the scenes that most people didn't really notice was We had kind of mentioned it in a video when Wes kind of revealed that he was going to SEMA. And he said, yeah, you know, I'm really excited. The thing I'm most excited about is there's a real special woman there I want to meet. Her name's Lacey Blair. So people on our channel decided to go blow up her channel saying, hey, there's this real great guy, Wes. He's on D-Max Rhino's channel. He wants to meet you. So she messaged (laughs) me saying, hey, what's the deal with this? Is this for real? Or what's Uh, everybody sending me?
1: And uh, should I I tell my bodyguards that he's on the approved list?
5: (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, if you think about running with the Diesel Brothers now, I mean, she's huge at this point. So, to even get a minute to approach her, so what's the fact she even reached out to you is sort
1: of a big deal that that you guys are, you know, on a YouTube channel and she's sort of on linear, what we call linear here at the old uh, word factory, and, uh, you know, which is cable broadcasting. And she's reaching out to you that shows that she's not. You know, hasn't gotten to be too. Well, big, she doesn't right? have
0: she doesn't have people yet, right? Because right. that's something that a publicist or a manager does. They right. call and go, "What's this dude? What yeah, yeah, we need yeah. to know about this? Not <laughs> yeah. cool." You know, she's got a public image to protect. Blah blah blah. So she's not there yet.
5: Yeah. So well, the cool thing was I met Lacey last year, and kind of in the same way that everybody, you know, if you know who Lacey is, you, you've seen her on Instagram, you've seen her everywhere. And to me, going up to her, I wanted to kind of do like a women of SEMA truck uh, video. But there's a lot of pretentious truck women out there, and we kind of abandoned the entire idea and decided, you know what, the only one that to me looks real and looks like she genuinely enjoys what she does, works on her own vehicles, and just looks like a good person is Lacey. So last year at SEMA, we approached her to do a little interview with her lifted Escalade that she had done, and second she got done with, like, real camera crews, real microphones, real everything, there's me standing there being like, hey, can we get an interview? She actually runs up and was like, I'm a big fan of the channel. I love what you guys wow, do dude. Like It's super awesome So yeah Congrats. We talked for You know Maybe 20-30 minutes and, and she was just super cool So when Wes Kind of came up With this idea I'm like Don't worry dude Like No matter how it goes She's super rad and She's super normal And down to earth Oh good Okay. And so yeah So it went great um, Just kind of Fast forward a little bit We ended up going out With her uh, The next night To uh, White Castle Which is yes. the worst <laughs> Absolute food I've ever eaten In my life so oh, nasty, It's so nasty dude awesome.
1: uh, It's White Castle wait, wait. Let it soak in. Here's the deal with White Castle is. Oh, they're really excited about it. You have to go, (laughs) you have to do it, and then 110% of the time, you're fully disappointed in what you've done.
5: Oh, I I think I ate about one and a half. And, and you're like, was, can't do it. It's just freaking no. cardboard.
1: Well, it's horrible. So it, Jason Gunderman from cardboard Truck Trend
0: that wishes he, it tastes as good as sand. He and
1: I always were our big deal is whenever we go to a new city, we find something that we can't have in SoCal to go eat. So everyone I, comes
0: here to have
1: in, in and, and out. out. So when right. we leave in other places, we we go right. So uh, Jason tells me he's never been to White Castle. When we're in Detroit one time, I'm like, well, do, guess what? We're going to White Castle. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I remember, you know, as a kid, White Castle, you could get them in the frozen section, and they kind of sucked, and mm-hmm. and I remember, I, I never had a great experience at 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 the restaurant before, but you know, what, Jason, we got to do this, so I bring Jason to White Castle. For and- me, that's Waffle House. No, For I me, I Waffle go to House. Waffle House no, and it's no. just cardboard Waffle. with no, syrup. No, stop it. Waffle House and Cracker Barrel will always have a <laughs> si- special place. Cracker in my heart. Barrel. Stop it. All right. So anyway, <laughs> oh, Jason, on. and I go in and and then you find out at White Castle you can add like bacon or they have like the ones with a little fried chicken with like you know the the marinara and you are going. There is so many different choices. So he and I ordered like fifteen of these things, right? And by the fifteen. end, by the end, we're like. Dude, these are so bad, but we have to eat them. And every time, so then White Castle came to Vegas to Gene. Right, you can get them on the way on the way back to California before yeah. you cross over. Oh, sweet White Castle! I got to do it. And I'm like, damn it! Why? <laughs> why have I done this to myself again? Why did and, you? And I wasted a perfectly good meal. And I'm driving back through the California desert. And I'm like, you could have stopped at Bun Boy at fake. I know.
3: I know. Could have got a
1: euro over at the Mad Greek. Right. But no, I stopped at stupid White Castle because there's something <laughs> about it that
5: says you have to do it if it's in front of you.
0: No, you don't. Oh, no, no. Bad, nothing, dude. Uh,
2: so bad.
5: said that in the first place. And <laughs> yeah, I, it was, again, not my idea to go even to White Castle, but uh, Lacey's kind of known for eating horrible, crappy food <laughs> and a lot of it. So she suggested it. We went. Having a an eating contest with Wes, and it was the so prior winner marries
1: that, the other one. Is that what the uh, <laughs> <is> that
5: what <laughs> essentially? Well, so we had drawn a Lacy tattoo on Wes's finger early that night, like drawn with a pen, just to kind of surprise her and just laugh it off for a minute. And part of the bet was, all right, if if Lacy can eat more than Wes, we make that tattoo real.
0: Now wait, is she? I don't know this about her. Is she like a competitive eater, or that's I don't because she's, she's dude, she's just, she's real, she's thin.
5: Yeah, but if you ever watch her Instagram stories, she will be shoveling down, like, 200 McNuggets uh, <laughs> in a hotel room at, like, 3 a.m., and I don't know where it goes. She's definitely not but, 40 yet, because no I used to be able to do that, too. <laughs> so she's just kind of known for, for just shoveling food down, and, you know, props to her. She uh, definitely did not disappoint, or however you want. It was, I, I did not enjoy watching it in person. It was disgusting.
2: <laughs>
1: um, did she, did she like it. soak the, uh, the buns in water so that it would go down easier as she was doing it? Sure. We're not, we're not well, at Nathan's so, <laughs> in New York. You know what I mean? We're not on Island. She actually
5: was, compared to my buddy Wes, who, who's you know, he's a, he's a decent-sized guy, he, the entire time, just had this look on his face like he was hurting. She had the biggest smile on her face. She was grabbing french fries. It was not phasing her at all. And they ended up tying, or, well, she could have kept going, but they only bought so many. They didn't think they'd they'd even get to that amount. They ended up tying, and it was either we all get tattoos or nobody does. And we said, screw it. Let's all go get tattoos. So there happened to be a tattoo shop right across the street from White Castle because what could go wrong there? (laughs) And uh, we ended up all getting committed. Me, Lacey, my buddy Chris got work for tattoos, and then Wes was a man of his word, and he actually got Lacey tattooed on his finger.
1: That's awesome. Nice. By the way, great name for a video, White Castle and tattoos.
5: <laughs> yeah, right, pretty much. I think uh, we're probably not the first people to have that experience. Yeah,
1: I think far from it, and uh, nor will you be the last. I, I have a, I have a question. I was perusing your, uh, your Instagram feed, and this is highly important. I uh, posted about, I don't know, at the time of this recording right now, uh, last week, for, so like five days ago. Mm-hmm. So I've had the same tools, the cordless tool platform, for about 12, 13, 14 years. I can't remember. Are you a McKenna, Milwaukee no, guy? No, 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 no that's, where, that's where I'm going. And so I'm at the point where that tool line is obsolete, and my batteries are starting to die. And so rather than getting- Black & Stop for a second. <laughs> Hold on. Let, okay. me, let me get there. Wait, Porter Cable oh, from Jesus. Harbor Freight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, it's obsolete, and I can find the batteries on Amazon. But I'm like, rather than reinvest in my batteries, I'm going to figure out which cordless tool line to do. And I've done all this internet research, talked to all my buddies, and it came down to Ford versus Chevy, Milwaukee versus DeWalt. Posted on my Instagram. I was at Home Depot, uh, I mean the Orange Store, and they had the big display because it's coming up to all the sales that they always do: free batteries, get the mm-hmm. two free tools, all that. And Milwaukee and DeWalt were right next to each other, and I took a picture. I said, it's time for me to replace and get into the new platform for me personally. Where do I go? I was shocked. 90% of people said Milwaukee, and yeah. I'm scrolling down D-Max Rhino, at D-Max Rhino, and he's got a drawer pulled out of his uh, Milwaukee. toolbox. Full of Milwaukee yeah. tools. And he says, uh, need the fuel saws all in there, but best ones I've ever owned. Love my Milwaukee tools. So I have to talk to you about When did you love Milwaukee, and did you go down the same road I did about trying to figure out which way to go, or have you always been a Milwaukee
5: guy? Well, so back in the day when Battery Tools first came out, um, I owned Makita, Yep, and it was with the NICAD batteries, so we all know how great that was.
1: Oh, yeah, and then they'd burn out if you left them on the charger too long, and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah.
5: they didn't last for nothing. They didn't have as much power, but it was that or a corded drill to screw in screws, which, you know, my grandpappy would do that, but I'm to the point where I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So... I kind of shopped around a little bit, and I got my first Milwaukee set, just kind of by happenstance. I didn't really have a, a preference either way, but it was not the fuel line, so it was just their regular yeah. um, brushed line. At the by time. the way, that's
1: what I'm looking at now is the fuel line.
5: Yeah, definitely. If you buy anything Milwaukee, fuel is it's, a, it's not that much more money, and you, trust me, it goes a lot further. So I owned that for a little bit and started bringing that on some job sites that my buddy had actually bought. Uh, the fuel line, which is more of the professional grade line. And just seeing his impact screw in a six-inch screw faster than mine, I'm like, Man, well, this kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> Let me go buy the new fuel set. And at that point, my life just changed. It was so nice. Um, the drills, the impact. I mean, I've dropped these things off of ladders. I've dropped it off of uh, scissor lifts, everything. Everything still works. And the battery technology that Milwaukee has, it just – craps on everybody else's you'll you'll notice a lot of other companies have to use two batteries for things like their cordless chop saw yeah. or their table saw yep. or even their vacuums whereas Milwaukee can get away with that same power if not more running one battery one thing you don't want if you're carrying a tool around is you do not want to deal with two batteries the extra weight of it it's it's not gonna be worth it so that was one of the big driving factors and I will say because of DeWalt Milwaukee's like any job site you'll, you'll deal with both DeWalt usually comes out with it first in terms of a new tool. But Milwaukee comes out with the best version of it. So, while DeWalt has a, a much broader line. In terms of like actual. Milwaukee doesn't tend to, to really like like the framing style tools. They're, they're starting to catch up. DeWalt was always ahead of them. But the Milwaukee stuff, is, it's great. I mean, I have no complaints about it. The battery technology is amazing. The, the rapid chargers charge it quicker than you can use it. Which, to me, that's the biggest factor with battery tools. As long as you can have a battery charged up. So, when yours is dead. And you can keep going all day. That, that's the Dude,
1: that's I, th- a- I think I'm going Milwaukee. I know my man Lightning here. Uh, I- I'm, I'm more of a poor guy. guy. He's more guy. of a Chevy guy. I'm yep. a Milwaukee guy. Apparently now you're a DeWalt guy. But
0: but I w- so building our SEMA booth. Yeah. Uh, Gary Bell from Define Concepts, uh-huh. who's a high end car stereo guy yeah. by by trade, but he uh, used to work with Steve Brown over at Alpine. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. so he built our booth. And uh, that'd
1: be I- m effing Steve Brown, right? Yep. Mother, <laughs> yeah, mother, mother effing Steve Brown, yep. which we're gonna have, I think, on episode the 100. 100. Okay, yeah, because he was on our first one.
0: Anyway. So, Gary uh, came with a a couple new Milwaukee tools to help build our booth on site. And and I said, Why Milwaukee? And he said the same thing. It was all about the batteries for him. And I've been looking at them, and and
1: it's so funny. You know, you have that one guy who's like a a Makita or a Bosch guy, or, or, hey, I've got rigid and they've never let me down. I'm like, I I want something that's going to last me another 15 plus years. And uh, I talked to the DeWalt guys at SEMA, I talked to the Makita or the uh, Milwaukee rep uh, at the store. And I was still just torn because it's like I
0: don't know and so well, you can't talk to the sales guys you got to talk to someone like Ryan who actually that's why that's why I brought it up beating the crap out of because I'm sure
1: there are people on our uh, on our podcast who are diehards one way or the other so uh, at truck show podcast or truck at gmail.com if you have any uh, uh, cordless tool uh, I guess advice for for Holman
0: here. Well, are you not oh. just going to take Ryan's advice here? Is I'm it... telling
1: you right now, uh, 9 to 1, I'm leading toward uh, just going M- Milwaukee. Got it. Because it just seems like that's everybody overwhelming. I thought there would be a lot more people saying, no, DeWalt, Milwaukee, well, DeWalt. But... Add,
0: hold on. Let me ask, Ryan, what kind of construction do you do specifically? Is it is it new construction, new homes, or is it uh, remodels? Is it
5: framing? What do you do? We do? We do everything. So I'm a general contractor out here in San Diego. We do ground-up homes, we do restaurants, we do nightclubs. He we'll takes them and he you makes them
1: into little pieces. are
2: yeah, we'll, <laughs> no, we'll, not
1: we'll ground-up like that.
5: We run the gamut. Um, so I've had my tools in the trenches, setting uh, concrete forms for foundations on a muddy day. Uh, I think probably most of my Milwaukee tools have more dirt in them than uh, some of the job sites I've been on, and they still run flawlessly. And to kind of the note that you had mentioned about wanting to keep something around for 15 years, Up until about two weeks ago, Milwaukee's batteries haven't changed, whereas DeWalt has changed from their 40-volt to their – they've gone back and forth a few times, which completely makes the tool obsolete. Milwaukee has been the same all the way across the board. They just introduced their new – I believe it's the MXT line, which is uh, just this crazy giant battery for running, um, giant chop saws. uh, They make a giant light tower. I think they have a couple of different tools. They make like a power station, so it's essentially a generator to run all of your other tools off of. A battery-powered box that they made and up until that battery that they just introduced everything across the board works on every single tool so that was a big thing for me as well I don't want to have to keep buying new batteries um, everybody that I work with has Milwaukee so between three or four of us on a job site some of us have enough charge batteries to get us through the day no matter what and that's what I like that's why I won't even buy a tool that doesn't have a Milwaukee battery on it even if I really need it and want it and wish Milwaukee made it, because the second you introduce a new platform with a new battery, now there's a chance you're going to be stranded one day, you forgot the battery, you forgot the charger, or whatever it is.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
1: to the Tool Show. Hey, hey okay. Okay. <laughs> By the way, uh, the same principle applies to the Tesla Cybertruck. Yes. <laughs> the a whole other story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> joy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you, do you, have, do you, you have feelings? The GM that-
5: material looks great. <laughs>
2: Great, <man. laughs> Thank you. Good very night. nice, very nice.
0: <laughs> oh, Ryan, I feel like we could go uh, for another hour with you. Yeah, we got to have you back, brother. No, I would love it. I would love it. Hey, um, you're
1: down. You're down in San Diego. Why don't you uh, drive up sometime? We're up by LAX, and uh, we'll have beers after, and come hang out in the studio, and we'll we'll do something with you here. Are you ever up this way?
5: Oh, uh, from time to time. Seems to be a lot of the the good shops in the industry are up in that area, so we we do tend to make the trip up there more than. Uh, we go to shops down here for stuff. So
0: you know, if, we, if, if you come up, you hit uh, you can hit banks. You can hit uh, our our the podcast studio here. Yeah, Where, you know, we can uh, kill a couple birds with one stone. We'd love to have you.
5: Well, I do think the seven uh, three could use some banks parts on it.
0: Oh,
1: yeah,
5: let's see, see got uh, my little uh, plug-in uh, right, right there. Oh, quid,
0: quid pro quo, as they call that. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, he doesn't have to. If he come, all I, it's more important me to me to get him into this studio right here, right. and then to have some beers, so. and then
1: have a box full of Banks uh, hardware.
0: I mean, that might happen. <laughs> that might happen. If I go out to the truck and it's
5: sitting in the bed, I won't complain. All right, all right. I like it.
0: <laughs> we got you. All right. Well, listen, Ryan. Congrats on the success. It's. I know that it's not without a lot of hard work. The the channel's really fun to watch. I gotta say, and
1: also your Instagram at dmaxrhino r y n o.
5: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And if we could give a, a quick little plug to Work for It Apparel. Oh yeah, is, we uh, didn't. Oh yeah, I, no, we forgot. Well,
0: I, I, yeah. I was supposed to segue from the tattoos. Yeah, and over I went to into apparel. tools. So yeah.
1: uh, let's hit that up real quick. How did that How did <laughs> yes. that
5: start? What was the story with Work for It? So just to, just to keep it brief, back when I first started my Instagram, I had just bought my brand new 2015 uh, Silverado at the time and I didn't have enough money for truck parts or anything like that. So I was basically posting stock truck pictures and pictures of me on the job site. And I started the hashtag work for it because at the time I didn't have anything cool. I was working towards it. And I just saw all that it kind of started getting used around and around. And I'm like, you know what, like it's, it's just such a simple concept, but it's true. If there's anything you want in your life, you got to be willing to work for it. So at that point in 2014, we kind of spun it into an apparel line and Really, my goal is to restore pride in blue-collar work. Um, I know I could go super crazy deep in this, so I'll try and make it quick. We, no, I we will have college. you back
1: because we also talk about vocational ed and blue-collar workers all the time on this show. I'm a big proponent of that and shop classes and all that. So let's uh, let's talk about that. Would be a good reason for you to come back because we'd love to de- delve into that. Well, deeper no, we get some
0: powerful voices in the community from Micro to Jesse James yeah. to you know now Duramax Rhino talking about you know blue-collar you education. You, you don't have to go to Harvard. No. You just don't. And maybe you big shouldn't. Numbers. And in fact, you probably can make more money by not doing
1: that, not being in debt either. So the trade. the I straight either. out of
5: high school, straight into the trades, bought my first house at 20 years old. and Good for you, brother. Zero, zero zero school debt. So I'm happy. Um, and then, like I said, I just, I just want to restore pride. And I know everybody's getting preached that it's not the way to go and college is the only way to success. But
1: That's not true at all.
5: I, I, I've got a platform big enough now that I want to use responsibly and, and to kind of help promote if that's the lifestyle you want and you want to work with your hands. By all means, go for it. You can be very successful doing it. So We fully support apparel, that mission. Yeah, WorkForwardApparel.com. If anybody wants to check it out, we'd be uh, very honored.
1: Are you guys on Instagram also? We are. It is at WorkForwardApparel on Instagram. All right, and at D-Max Rhino. So uh, check them out and uh, give them a little bit of the uh, Truck Show podcast love because I know you guys are out there and you're interested in supporting some uh, pretty cool people, and uh, we'd put Ryan on that
5: list. Well, I appreciate that, guys. I appreciate everything you guys do.
0: Awesome. Cool. All right, Ryan, we'll have uh, definitely have a beer soon.
5: Sounds good, man. You guys have
0: a good
1: one.
5: All right, buddy. Talk to
1: you soon. So see, Holman, I told you you'd like him. Yeah, no, He's awesome. Uh, actually, I'm actually really interested in following up with him, especially on the blue collar and vocational stuff. Yeah. I he's th- anyway. I think be awesome.
0: Dude, that's, that was a pretty good uh, episode 98. Yeah. See, look at this. I got a new truck. Well, I'm about to get a new Two truck. Two new trucks. Uh, one so is
1: a vapory truck. I
0: think people are digging the fact that it's uh, Lightning's getting a 66 well, I Chevy. I want to see if that comes through. I mean, I, I gave you a dollar. here's the deal. I got it. I want that dollar back if you don't get that truck. And I've got right Sean's in. number in my phone now, and yeah. now we can conspire against Listen, you. Listen, I mean, unless he reneges, I'm not going to. I'm stoked. All right, I like if it. it. If it if it runs, and I he can, says it runs, bullet. we
1: have to we have to take. We have to take the show to his place, and you need to start it up and maybe
0: take it around the block for the first time or something. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, and uh, so I, I got cred there potentially, but I think I lost <laughs> I lost a whole lot of cred with the Tesla thing. Yeah, that I, you actually lost. Uh, if you notice, I have the black sharpie out. I'm yeah. actually covering up the <laughs> uh, the lightning name. Well, listen, I didn't buy it yet. I just you know it's a Kickstarter. I go. I, it, my hope is that it's gonna it be will the be truck cool show or? podcast with
1: Dim Ning and Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, here here's what else we have going on, and we totally forgot to mention this. Obviously, we're at episode 98. Guess what's around the corner? 100. 100. Uh, I threw something up on our Instagram at Truck Show Podcast. I want to hear from you guys, either on our Instagram or truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, your favorite moment from the last 100 episodes. And preferably, because we have so little time, I'm going to ask you to work for us. If you can give us a timestamp. And if we can get enough of those, I'd like the top 10 moments I of think you're, uh, the last 100 episodes. I think episodes. you're asking for too much. I, I,
0: I know. I, I, I agree. I think you're going to hear. But somebody like, oh, uh, is going to help us. I love the fruitcake episode. By the way, the right.
1: fruitcake episode is blowing the frick up on Instagram. Yeah. And I love it. I love that you guys love the fruitcake episode. Uh, but we need more than that. So please figure out. Shoot us a note Especially if you give us A timestamp Which episode When it occurred Your favorite moments Of the of the last 100 episodes And we'd like to put those together As part of our 100th episode celebration I
0: think I'm gonna Tally them up And we'll do a Top 10 countdown I, I like that Yeah I like that I think that's what we do Alright Alright well that was it man Woo Banner show right there Yeah Number 98 Down 98. the drain 98 felt good though uh, Yeah I mean I thought 97 was good But 98 Truckshowpodcast At gmail.com The truck show the truck show
2: the truck
1: show oh, oh. all right i'll remind you one more time truck show podcast at gmail.com at truckshowpodcast podcast or on twitter at truck podcast and uh hit us up on uh oh the five-star hotline we haven't done that in forever we have know your notes we have so many know your notes that are backed up we have so many emails that are backed up we have so many voicemails but keep them coming 657-205-6105
0: And we want to thank Nissan, without whom we would not be able to do this show. You guys uh, at Nissan, thank you very, very much. If you guys are interested in a full-size truck, you've got to check out the Titan. And the time to get one is freaking now. Yeah, the 2019's 2019's on sale. Yep, because the 2020's are coming, and the 19 is a nice
1: rig. NissanUSA.com and also our friends over at Deck.com. If you need a way to organize your crap, you're junk. You need deep drawers. You need ball bearings. You need to carry two thousand pounds, and on top of it all, I
4: got deep drawers right here,
1: buddy.
4: <laughs> uh, right, well. Deck,
0: USA. I think we're, uh, I think we're toast. Why? No, I mean we're tired. We're oh out. no, yeah. for sure.
3: Yeah, um, this
0: is one hell of an episode. This is, uh, I think this has been a good one, though, right? Am I wrong? No, I feel good about it. Yeah. Well, our content was stellar.
1: We had great guests today. Who knew that a dude with lasers in the background, a cat, a uh, a horrible uh, porn stash, and a uh, black cowboy hat mm-hmm. would be uh, so fantastic?
0: Who knew that a guy that I've known for a bunch of years would be standing at the LA Auto Show and call us and, and say, gift you a truck. "Lightning, I want to give you a truck." And you know why? You know why he did that? Because he was drunk, probably. No, I don't I, know. I, no. no, I think he did it because
1: uh, he just feels like you've lost all self-respect, it's up to him as your friend to make sure you get <laughs> it back.
0: I don't know if this is going to help it. any
1: hey And I gave you a dollar toward the cost, so I feel like, uh, as your friend,
0: mm-hmm. I'm trying to help, too. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> it? You got nothing else? No,
0: <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm out. I'm, I'm hoping it uh, all comes to fruition. I just, I just,
1: I want to see what people are going to say about you putting a $100 deposit down the Tesla.
0: How rad would my driveway look? Your driveway is with two and a, and a half
1: cars wide with listen, a one-car place. Listen to me. How cool
0: would it look? Get rid of your lawn, concrete the whole thing, no, and you can park everything I on Street Sweeper Day. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I want to see the Tesla truck, the yeah. Cybertruck parked right next to the 66. New and old. And where would the Mini and the SL be? Uh, sell the Mini? It's, it might be on the How about leg. the Telluride? Well, that's the wife's car. Well, not if she gets the Cybertruck. She won't oh, need it. She might rock that Because then you
1: can say the 66 is mine, have yeah. cred, and then blame your wife for the <gasps> Cybertruck.
0: <gasps> that's it? That's it. That's what we do. No, not we. I don't want any part of this plan. No, we mean her. I, oh, I'm just yeah. trying to I'm trying to help a brother that's out here. Great. Oh, that's my wife's car. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. I'm By not the way, uh you, she wanted electric vehicles, oh, so I got her that. That's thing, right. You know she I mean? told you to put the deposit that's down. That's right. right. Oh, that's uh, exactly yeah. what happened yeah. oh. when I was watching with yeah. my what a 14 great year husband old on TV. Yeah. She opened the door she was like, Hey, honey, put a hundred dollar deposit down. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Wasn't me at all. No, no, no,
1: not brilliant. That's what happened. That's exactly exactly. That's good. Wow. Yeah. All right, I think we saved the show. We're good at
0: revisionist history. Yes,
2: we are. <laughs> How about
0: episode 99 coming at you next Monday? Oh, I'm scared.